You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Talk Brunch Late Night Live. Should change the name of the show here. SummerSlam. August 21st into 22nd. Saturday night weekend. 2021. Rick Dara here, aka Captain Brunch. Your host as always being joined by his co-host Destin Soglo Frazier. They better not make this a reoccurring theme, I swear to God. SummerSlam? I think it's too late for that. Oh, no, no, I don't talk about SummerSlam. I'm talking about this quote unquote music. It's fine like this. Yeah. <laughs> I think she starts talking. Where you got if there was a line where she said, okay, in the song, I swear I cried. I was actually, for the first time as we got ready here, and I was all running late and stuff, I actually, for the first time, listened to the lyrics. I don't think it's about partying. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. They didn't this one well. No. No, I, I was thinking at first, yeah, she's the one she makes she's the one that makes the party drop. Like, you know, she shows up with all of the uh stuff that makes parties happen. CDs, maybe an iPod full of music, beers. Yeah, the party is happening alright, but But nah. Yeah, no kids at that party. Different kind of party. Nothing wrong with that, just not very SummerSlam appropriate here. Anyway, episode 475, August 21st, 22nd, name it as you will. Shout out to everybody that is involved in this wonderful affair here over at uh, all of the popular podcast apps that there are across the planet. You already know them. SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. What do they call iTunes now? Oh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of that jazz. Welcome, everybody. Shout out the live chat rooms and everyone who's been hanging out for the entire evening at the end of this. This is a very busy week, and it wasn't just SummerSlam. It isn't just SummerSlam, and we're only halfway through. How you feeling? I'm alive. Yeah. Did you enjoy oh, SummerSlam geez. so far? I mean, it was SummerSlam, you know? I love the look of the arena, first of all. That was different, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting, like, the giant Titan drum like we always get every year, but I was like, no. It kind of, it kind of had that look like we've been getting for the Rumble past years so there were a couple of issues here what's this place called again the allegiant stadium the allegiant i don't even know how i'm pronouncing it correctly i, I, I think it's the allegiant stadium either way so the this stadium was cashless i don't know if you heard about that but meaning and a lot of places are going this way there's a lot of places going this way this stadium's cashless meaning you use cash app vimo PayPal, whatever digital thing is on your phone is uh, how you get it. And believe it or not, that's become very common in a lot of places. A lot of people who kind of stood in bunkers during the last year, not being nasty about anything, but literally. Thank you for the host. I'm assuming Spartan Jesus. I'm not looking at the screen. Oh, Kula. Kula. Thank you for those. I think Spartan was before. Um, But yeah, during this time, it's become a lot more common to not use physical cash for things. Probably talk about that a little bit more tomorrow now that I think about that because that's going to lead to like a bigger issue. So remind me in case I don't write a segment for it. But yeah, uh, as a result of this, though, we've already come across one of our first issues because the cashless payment system was down 
which meant that there was no way for people to make purchases. We already ran into one of our first inherent problems and the fear that people have always had about when the world transitions away from having money in your pocket to having like a thing that you always need that's either linked to your phone or a chip they put in you or whatever way it is your, your sci-fi future is. Well, WWE going being ahead of the curve as usual, they experienced the first issue here because if you can't exchange cash, which the reason this has become more prominent is because of the fact that people don't want to catch anything. You don't have to have human contact. Problem is if the system goes down, the same problem every with every system is if it goes down. And uh, this resulted in there being no way to get, buy stuff from concession stands, shirts, anything. You can't buy anything. There was no way to use Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi in the arena itself was dead. That is a special kind of hell right there. I'm 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 all about and anyone who's ever been around me knows I'm all about progressive. Oh, yeah. You know, check out this new tech. You should upgrade this or let's try this and see if it works better. That being said, I think we've come across like a bit of a wall here as far as one of the dangers of not having money. You know what I mean? Like literally you and I don't want to go too much into it here, but between there's a there's a, there's a few services that are that are not taking money anymore because of the fact that they're involved in this kind of stuff. And that's what happens if you if you take a world with no money or God forbid something happens, the whole system goes down or is taken over or hacked or something and you're all left with no money. It's a little dangerous. You're, it's a little too cyberpunk-esque for me. What's to stop somebody? And I'm not trying to be pessimistic or something, but what's to stop them from making the tickets to SummerSlam themselves be part of some sort of digital code that they put into your vaccine or or a chip or your or your uh, or your phone that scans you and then someone hacks that. And when you go to SummerSlam, you don't have your ticket. Somebody else scanned in as you. We're not there yet because we haven't even become sophisticated enough to worry about being hacked. All it takes is for the shit to go down to ruin everything at this point. That's all you need. One would think that this is perhaps a technological limit. But then I must say, the toilets must be Bluetooth too because the toilets were overflowing. No. Yes. No. Yes. The toilets were all overflowing. So don't ask me. It's like I can excuse that you went ahead of the curb with cashless payments and cash app and Venmo and all that shit. Concessions went down. Who would have thought? Don't do it again. Your toilets were overflowing. I mean, is that controlled by Bluetooth too? Are they Amazon toilets? The PA system was not working properly. Is that Bluetooth as well? Or is it some part of new technological <laughs> thing? I don't understand what's going on here. And lastly, the biggest party of the summer had no pyro. I was that when I tell you that bothered me all show long. Not to jump too far ahead, but Roman came out to what the. Wow! It reminds me when the Miz got disappointed by his pyro. You ever heard the Miz talk about how disappointed he was with his mania pyro? Remind me of that. <laughs> oh. Yes. That was sparkler. I was fucking disappointed. <laughs> they did it for real. Charlotte just had like, Charlotte had like Becky Lynch steam that was just like, just woke up. Spartan Jesus said that the, the smoke from, was from all those kids in the anti-vaping commercials. Hell no. That's, he's take, he's, this is a callback from Friday. Anyone who was in the chat, I don't really watch... Uh, smackdown live usually and when i'm watching raw i'm too busy on the program to pay attention to commercials but for the fa- first time i guess smackdown i had nothing to do i was sitting there just enjoying it waiting for the big event coming later in the night and uh so i was aware of commercials for the first time in a long time and i just had commentary on all these commercials it was that's like, oh the my experience God. isn't it 
I was like, whoa, what the hell? They it's like, and I remember the, one of them was the vaping thing. I was like, vaping hasn't gotten that popular. It's like it, they almost caught it before it trended on, and they're acting like everyone has one. I feel like vaping, the discovery of vaping, the advertising of vaping, and then the basically the, the downplaying of vaping all happened within like the same week, it felt like. I felt like I watched Raw and people were advertising how much safer it was, and then by SmackDown, they were like, you're, you're, you're sucking up metal. <laughs> you know? It was like, wow, that was a fast turnover. That was the big, biggest heel turn I've seen in a long time. Vaping turned heel. And then they used the smoke. That's what, it is. That's what Spartan's saying. That the smoke that Roman had was the vape. The vape smoke is what they use instead of pyro. <laughs> they just they put down they downplay vaping because they want to save the smoke for themselves. We want the smoke, literally. <laughs> ah, that is a messed up scenario there. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. That is really I feel bad, especially because to me, as much as, as expensive as it is nowadays to go to events like this. And again, as a wrestling fan, I know for me, it's about the matches and stuff. But I've told you guys many times that that does not change the fact that all the other cool stuff when you're going to something like that definitely adds to it. I'm not going to be one, somebody who says because I like watching a Malenko match or a Guerrero match that the cool big screens and the pyro and the loud shit isn't cool. It is. So when you have it, it when you don't have it, it sucks. You know, it, on island. And the reason I know is because when I've gone to like a pay-per-view or a raw and and like people come out it's like awesome it's like wow no matter who even like a mid it's like oh it's amazing and like when you go to a house show i would there i would almost venture to say that going to a house show is is, is like more of a diminished experience than going to an indie show because the house show it feels like the scale of a raw with the budget of an indie show so now you're just like at a shitty raw really you know what i mean like a shittier than usual because now there's not even a, i was about to like, say you say that like a shitty raw isn't normal yeah, but like if you go to a, a, a an indie show, like you guys have seen some of my camera shots at indie shows, you're like right there, like you're right. It's almost like there's you're a, part there's of it. There's an aura behind indie shows. You you literally feel like you're there, like you're literally at arm's reach of the guys. There's more of an intimacy. It's not. It doesn't go all the way to the sky. So that sound of everybody doesn't like swallow up the atmosphere. So in an indie show, it's a little bit different not to have those pyros and those things that add to the effect. But it's almost like WWE, in a sense, makes up for the scale of the show by adding things like that because they're in such a big arena and uh when you don't have it that i've as someone who's been to house shows at the garden versus raw at the garden it just kind of feels like it's it, it's just like this thing that didn't they didn't finish setting up like like the train set doesn't have all the pieces for the track they were running late yeah <laughs> well i don't know what the full story is of that and i have a few other questions because since i rushed on here hopefully i can i can scroll the dirt sheets between segments and figure out why because i have a lot of questions I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the show, but I'm just saying that there were questions that make me wonder if something happened with certain things. Because like, wait a minute, what? But we'll see. Maybe it's just shitty booking. And I'm just putting on too many tinfoil hats and theories. And, we're, and at the end of this, we're going to be like, well, SummerSlam, that was it in a nutshell. Shitty All booking. I'm saying is you do that quite a bit. How many times I come out here and be like, see, it was that simple. Maybe. But there's, there's questionable things here. All right, that being said, uh, we start this off. Let me see what we got here on the program. We have a kickoff match. This is Biggie versus Baron Corbin. This was not planned, so there are no voting results whatsoever here. Uh, the finish to this being Biggie with the, uh, was it the spear and then the, uh, the big ending? Yes, the, the, um, that suicide spear followed by the big ending. Yes. Safest one I think I've seen him hit too. I was glad he got it over with early in the match. 
just because I hate waiting for it. I'm like that. That move is just a disaster. Like, you know what's coming. You know what is, Oops, you know I did I like not mean to. I'm sorry. The way early because mm-hmm. I know that's when he's gonna have the most control over when over where he lands. Yeah. I was trying to find the spot, and I wound up making that song come on for a second. I don't think you heard it because you're talking over. It only affected me. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Sakuhasu over there guilty talk about something. I like Cardi. I'm so sorry. Um, I mean, I don't know. Just like, I mean, clearly, I say okay, right, goddamn it. Like, I mean, she can make the party. One more time, I swear to God. Like, you know, like I said, she can make the party something. You go to that party, you fucking you you leave it. You leave it a fucking souvenir, all right. Anyway, here's some of the uh, stuff here. I don't even have a timestamp because this was the uh, kickoff. You eat fans for money. Kevin Owens made sure that for Baron Corbin. Time blow. I like that stretch muffler. I love that he Kevin made that one. Big E's got it locked in. Stomach exposed. Big E. Baron Corbin had to point that out. Yeah, brutal, brutal stretch muffler. I love Big E's stretch muffler. And then the other thing was the uh, was the bump, which I'm trying to find here in real time. I believe this must be it. Has some fight left in him. Oh God! And the briefcase and everything. Briefcase bump as well. <laughs> brutal, brutal stuff going on there. What were your thoughts overall on this match? I mean, hey, it was a good kickoff. It's, um, I kind of wish there was maybe a tad bit more like build to it. Like, hey, maybe announce it earlier in the week. Because I think this match got announced like what today. The only thing I think that just kind of bothered me is the thing that's been bothering me lately. Why do people just get to run around with a fucking briefcase? I don't understand why people get to run around with anything. Not just the, like everything. It feels like whatever is finders keepers across the door. Everything's twenty four seven. I keep telling you that that bothers me. It's like, like holy and, shit. Like, and, and, and what bothers me about it? Screaming at him in the corner. I took your briefcase. It's mine. And like, I, what, what did he ask like a timekeeper to put it on the commentary table so he knew it was there? And it's like motherfucker, it's not even yours. And the thing is, I've seen people do bad writing because they they can't find a way out of something and then they'll ignore it afterwards like shit we just needed to do that in order to get to the spot we're going to kind of pretend it doesn't happen hell i seen the main character and hero stand in front of a safe that he couldn't get inside of even though he had everyone's powers and could go through walls like kitty pride <laughs> you know so i mean sometimes things happen that being said what bothers me isn't so much that the, the the plot hole here that you shouldn't be able to just grab people's stuff but but what bothers me is that they keep like adding like i told you on monday they keep adding things to it to make it even less believable like oh you know finn Balor's name was in print on top of where the contract was with john cena it's like but why did you do that <laughs> you know you, you you just made it harder for this to work on yourself stop failing don't put the print in the top of the contract so that when he signs it it's somewhat believable, even though it's not legal anyway. And the and same thing with like, the money in the bank, like, like, like yeah, it, when you when you snatch that freaking thing from that from that clip in the match, that means it's yours. Nobody else's. Nobody gets to win it from you. Nobody gets to steal it. Nothing. It is yours. And if you decided to do that to to let's just say that I play devil's advocate here and I say, look, you guys just didn't care. You were going to book this angle to make them fight. And after he grabs it, we're not even going to talk about that part again. It'll be like May Young giving birth to the hand. We're just going to leave it and move on to the next thing. Fine. But the problem I have here is they keep reminding me every chance they get. I don't know how many times, Destin, I've seen him run down the hallway to damn briefcase. It's like, stop reminding me that that's how we got here. We got here already. 
You got this match out of that shitty booking. Don't keep reminding me. It's like you keep reminding all the fans in case you missed how ridiculous this was. Here's him running down the hallway with the money in the bank briefcase. In case you're someone who just tunes in seasonally for pay-per-views. Here's him running down the down the hallway with the briefcase that, as far as you know, shouldn't be able to be done that way. Like Awful. in my perfect world, I was sitting there thinking, okay, maybe he thinks there's actual money. But then my brain immediately goes to, wait a minute, he's won the goddamn briefcase before. He knows there's not money in there. And I hate to say it, but if they would have been able to legitimately book him into winning that briefcase from Big E, we have an interesting storyline here. We have like a uh, like a, an ironic, you know. Um, I guess ashes to riches style style story here. If the imagine that the guy who had no money or anything wins the briefcase and wins the title, you could go babyface or heel with that. Right. He has more of a storyline going than Big E, who has the briefcase, and I'm not saying I approve of that. But I'm just saying for this angle. But then they just add weird things. Like you just have to go around running and grabbing things like that. So again, I just thought that was kind of weird. Mess it up. But yeah, like we talked about in the chat room, you know, with the timing, I'm a little disappointed. We found out today, we'll get into it later on, but because of the release of 2K22 being in March instead of in October, I don't think we're going to get this Baron Corbin. I really wanted Mustard Corbin so I could beat people with him in the in the 2K online. <laughs> we were. I got so excited yesterday when I looked at the date. I was like, usually the one that the, the version that they are on SummerSlam is what we get in October. I was like, yes, I might buy this game if I don't like it. Just like it could be Mustard Corbin. But hey, you know, no, they, they might make it their own lockable outfit. But the only hope of Mustard Corbin will be if this gimmick lasts a while because since it's not coming out in october usually the calculation i think is roughly that the august a little bit before august character and music is what you get in october corbin has to at least last until january or at least christmas i want to say as mustard corbin for that to be the game model yo by that time that motherfucker will look mangy as all hell no but i think we'll get like yeah the mustard will be dark right It'll, it'll almost look like chocolate. Either that or we'll get whatever comes after this, depending on the timing of that game. I can't believe they were trying to, to factor that in. We're trying to factor this in, George. How many gimmicks does Corbin get? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it. He has changed a lot, right? Right. He reminds me of Kane. I wonder what has more, Corbin gimmicks or TNA reboots. He reminds me of Kane in the sense that Kane was a guy where yes. no matter how many times he changed, I was always on board. I was like, yeah, I could do this, Kane. Yeah, I could do this, Kane. <laughs> so like, no matter what Kane did. me off, though, just because of the slacks. Like, I like my I favorite okay Corbin. It, but when it gets to the slacks, I was like, wait, what? My favorite Corbin was the one that, uh, the authority Corbin. Just because oh, of that. Yeah, like, Constable Corbin. Yeah, Constable Corbin, man. Remember him? It was a great day, asshole. Tell me about it. Oh man, well yeah, poor Corbin. He uh he's out of luck as usual, and they actually have a backstage thing with him, huh? They they didn't, they didn't oh, waste sad no time. Face. Really? Make you say McLaughlin. I can't wait. Excuse me, Mr. Corbin. Tonight you suffered a tough loss against Big E, and possibly the opportunity to keep the Money in the Bank contract. Is this the last we'll see of you? Yeah, yeah, it, it probably is. <laughs> I mean, Monday I have to file bankruptcy. I got no family. I got no friends. I mean, really, all I've got left is is thirty five dollars, and that's it. I mean, I, I don't ask me why I expected him to say I went to SummerSlam and all I have is this lousy T shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, continue here. Vicky! Congratulations oh, wow, she on your victory and soul to sympathy. Of the money in the bank commentary that an interview. Oh my god. Corbin, and you know now that she's back where she belongs. Uh, tonight is one heck of a night to cash in. I might do it sooner or maybe not, maybe later. I don't know. Hey. That was sick. Appreciate that you, bro. Sick. Appreciate Honestly, you, mate. Congrats. Yes, sir. See you around, bro. Well, Logan, what's your reaction of what you've seen tonight? Look, I mean, that guy's got oh, muscles on muscles. He's got it. muscles in his eyeballs. Um, look, we're here, SummerSlam. It's, I mean, does it get better than this? It's hot, you know? My pit hey, stands what are... You, what are you doing? You, you were over there talking to me and I was talking to him. I mean, why are you not still over there interviewing me? Maybe because you're an ass. <laughs> Damn. Well, I mean, you're a Paul, so that's. Oh man, even even. Ah. Oh. Yo, I I I feel bad for you. Had Jake Paul, you have well, whichever one it is, just trying to shit on you. Oh, that's. I feel so much better that I'm not the only one. I can't tell the Pauls apart anymore. It's the opposite. You right. know how, like, with the Usos, now you could tell them apart more. Like, with Nikki and Brie, I used to not know. But then after a while, I could tell clearly, and even with their voices. The Now, I, I can't tell the polls apart anymore. It's just equal It went the opposite way. I want to throw out. Like, it, it's just, I see both of them, and I'm just like, okay, uh, which one do I, is that the one I want to throw into traffic or off a cliff? I don't know. <laughs> I can tell the difference between Toker and Razar, Bebop and Rocksteady, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Calvin and Hobbs. Okay, I'll take it one step further. Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton. Between Doug and Danny Basham, but not the fucking Pauls. <sighs> and by I the just... way, uh, Kevin Dunn, one crowd shot of him booing is enough. I don't need the other ten, sir. They're just really proud. That, that goes to show where their priorities are. I wonder why they're in the places they are now. I mean, they're not in a bad place. That's the, that's the mm. thing, you know. They're in a pretty nice place, actually. You know, it's just, a nice place too. We're still stuck with that fucking song, so it happens, dude. You know, but oh, well, that is how they end the Biggie story with him. I guess I mean not the Biggie, the the Corbin story for now. It's a little fresh. She had the audacity to go. You almost won and possibly kept the money in the bank briefcase. It's not his. It's not for sale. Stop acknowledging non-canon aspects of the story. Okay, well. Then we had the WWE Raw Tag Team title match. AJ Styles and Omos defending their championships against RK Bros, Randy Orton, and Riddle. Voting results come in with Team RK Bros 61%, AJ Styles and Omos 39%. Finish, leaving you with new tag team champs thanks to an RKO. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a uh, very solid. Spartan Jesus says Big E goes to cash in and opens the briefcase and all this in his Corbin's half eating McChicken. You know he's struggling because he ain't got McChicken. Ain't that a bitch? And I'd be pissed because they've never needed to open the damn. Do they open it when they when they cash in? Does somebody have to open and look in and make sure there's a paper no. in there? There's a contract. Don't no, fuck that. Just, just give the briefcase. The they better stop with this. Why well, is this becoming more and more legal? Watch, watch. By the by, this time next year, because boy, they already announced money in the bank for next year. You're gonna be in Vegas. Watch by next year. You're gonna have to. Run up, run down to the ring with the ref, open the briefcase, have a pen ready, sign it, have the champion sign it, and then you get to cash in. Make sure you have the proper serving papers with you. Make sure you get it notarized first. Have a witness. <laughs> you know? 
And everybody out here thinking we're just joking. I'm dead ass serious because if somebody can just take the goddamn thing, that's right around the corner. And then they'll do all of that just to have somebody like Cena come in and sign on top of it with like a fucking crayon. Right. And then they'll have like Paul Heyman be like, but I thought that we needed to get it notarized and have a witness and we needed to go to the to the top of the legal system and get, you know, this is like, but it doesn't matter because uh, fucking Adam Pierce said that it's okay. And, you know, what's her name? Looked like she was okay too. She looked, they both smiled at each other. <laughs> you could just avoid that entire angle though. By just not having people taking a fucking briefcase. Or just don't have that contract thing. Let's just say we take that out, right? Like, let's just erase Finn Balor, the desk, and that whole segment and make it where John Cena is going to fight Roman Reigns next. You still get the same thing. It's not even like the part where Finn Balor came out in this. Like, if they wanted to not, and I hate to jump ahead, but if they really wanted to make John Cena look strong and make everyone come out of this looking a million bucks and make it look like they didn't waste all of our time, why not have angry Finn Balor pop out? During the, during the match with John Cena because of the fact that this whole thing was supposed to be his match and he was overlooked. Right. And then, you then John Cena fucks, gets screwed over because of this and Roman Reigns goes over and now look, we have a strong looking John Cena with Roman Reigns and you have a program with Finn Balor. You have a whole bunch of different directions you could go. But if the Finn Balor part didn't matter, then we don't need any contracts. Which, by the way, props to the main roster. Now, spoiler, Finn Balor missed a SummerSlam for the first time in his career. And why? Because you had to have Cena sign the contract and it be notarized. But <laughs> what? You couldn't just let him kick Corbin's ass and his money in the bank bullshit. See what I'm saying? This is what I'm talking about. They did them with those elaborate fucking storylines that are so wonderful and great. They could all get to the same solution with like 92.6% less bullshit. And then Balor wasn't even on SummerSlam, right? Yeah, this this is the first time he's missed a SummerSlam. He yeah, like never missed so, a SummerSlam his first Monday. Like not even backstage or anything. Like he was, they call was an afterthought. Him, they, they call him back up again, not even on the fucking card. Wow. A nothing match with no briefcase on the line guy on the pre-show. Finn Balor can't be on the fucking card. Doesn't even have to be a demon because he wasn't a demon his last SummerSlam. And they used him in the okay. angle. There has to have been, and I hate to stay stuck on this, but there has to have been a better way for us to get this briefcase and this contract and all of these people involved without that looking like in Scooby-Doo when all the characters are running through the different doors and like they come off from a different door from where they were, like they'll go through the right and come out through the left. And then at certain points, like they're chasing the monster, but other points, the monster's chasing them. <laughs> like they, there has to have been. That was funny. There has to have been a better way for us. I'm just trying to think in my head of what we could have done where this happens. Like, couldn't it have been something like, and this is just, I'm sure we could fix it a little bit, but couldn't it have been something like Big E was going to be noble the way other baby faces have done, and his money in the bank cash-in was going to be to challenge Roman at SummerSlam, but then have Corbin come in during that and steal that briefcase, and you prevent Big E from even in that moment being able to cash-in for the actual contract signing, and then while that's going on with them, have seen a slip in and the blank contracts on the table that was meant for the briefcase. So now Cena signs that Biggie's chasing Corbin 
for his briefcase back, but he missed the fucking contract signing that he tried to get through. And now everything fit and made sense without you breaking any of your own rules. And Finn Balor wasn't in there for no reason. Like, does, like isn't that a little bit better for like just to, if we're trying to get? I'm not saying I want this to to be what happens, but if they told me, hey Rick, this is what we're trying to make the ending of this be. Well, isn't that a better way to get there? Oh, so much better. But considering that they have the all, all about the coordination of a third grader, this is what you do. Because then at least. Then at least Corbin grabbing the briefcase will make sense because it wasn't that he was grabbing the briefcase to try to steal the chance. He was trying to prevent Big E from being able to have that contract signing with Roman. And in the meantime, John Cena comes back and you know what I mean? Like anything would have been better just using your own rules that apply in your own world than to just make new ones. <laughs> you know, don't follow them. So that's why people still get rematches. That's one of the keys to writing is good world building. Sometimes you have to build a world with certain principles and rules to the way gravity and magic and life and shit works and sci-fi or whatever. And then that way, when you don't bend those rules, you have to work within the confines of the universe that you created. And this is what makes it believable. You can't just but be like, you can just do whatever you want. But since they're too advanced, then this is what they're going to do. If they're going to have Roman versus Cena at um, SummerSlam. Roman and so you do a contract signing. And then they just wrestle. I know that's a little advanced for them, but I can almost guarantee they'll get us to the same destination. If you really want it to be simple, because again, this is just me trying to use all of their tools to get them that they want. We could just take all of that away. You don't need any of these parts. The whole thing could just fucking disappear and still just have the match. And no one will be like, why are we having a match? Just because it's SummerSlam. You know, you could literally just wipe the slate clean and just erase that entire middle part. It could be like the Goku Piccolo driving filler. It doesn't need to be canon. No one needs this. We're not interested. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't get it. Anyway, let's get back to this wonderful Randy Orton, RK Bro, Matt Riddle, AJ Omos tag team match. Orton gets a really good hot tag during this. Yeah, because we love hot tags. And Orton is unleashing on the phenomenal one. Omos too. Omos teetering precariously on the apron. Going after Omos again. Keeping Omos off balance. That's a good strategy. And that's unfamiliar for Omos to deal with. Omos not used to having the fight brought to him. Oh, beautiful body. Nasty. Orton always looks so good in the ring. I like Omos. Omos again. Kicked him right in the kneecap, right off the apron. Yeah, he's like he's gotten a lot. Temporarily, that's the guy that you need him. That they, if they ever split him and AJ, AJ needs to be the heel there. They need to make him the sympathetic big guy. Do you remember when? Uh, do you remember when X Pac first broke off from Kane? Yeah. And how they made Kane like the sad, like he's losing his little buddy. Like, Xbox walking down the hallway all pissed off, waving Kane off. Like, Get away from me, man. And, like, Kane goes, Kane screams down the hallway, Shit. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be fucking wonderful. But knowing them, they'll do the opposite. You know there were kids that cried during that. Shaw! Right in the fields, you get that lump in your throat. Oh. It was so cool when Kane and, 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 and Xbox came out with the <laughs> that dumb shit they did. They did the, uh, where they did like the combined entrance with Kane and X Pac, the DX combining. Sean, 
actually just heard, I hate to segue, but I just heard Xbox on a shoot recently where he talked about that and how they actually almost were going to do that, like what everyone expected, which was have Kane be in green because he was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> and he was like, he was, he said he was the big red machine, not the green, the big green machine for fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's a missed opportunity. 20, 2021 WWE would have greened him. That motherfucker with a green, blue, pink, indigo. Yeah, every time they would have had different color canes, they would have treated like Sasha's hair. That motherfucker just came out like a big ass seven foot strobe light. <laughs> every movie changed colors. You got a oh. hot tag, you almost had a fucking seizure. That was crazy. But that's what I want for Omos. I digress. Sorry, people are like, what is the point of this? Right. Well, remember, Sean, like, I want one day for AJ to just be like, I'm tired of your big dumb ass. And he'd be like, no, AJ. <laughs> You're my friend. You got to give him that big guy sympathy, you know? They tried to do a big show, but nobody gave a fuck. Over there. Remember they tried to... I'm tired of your short ass with your soccer ball hair. Like, Omos! Oh, boy. Anyway, uh... It was I, overall. This was a good match. I mean, what are you gonna? How are you not gonna get a good match out of everybody in here? Even Omas, who we've just given some compliments to. Omas is Omas has gotten. He wasn't bad to begin with, but yeah, Omas has gotten much much better since he first debuted. Mm-hmm. This angle's been working really good for everybody involved. It's exactly the kind of angle that they need. You know. Oh yeah! Perfect. So. Riddle, Randy Orton, R.K. Brill, the new. Raw Tag Team Champions. And Randy, last week you said that RK Bro was coming back together. How much respect did Riddle earn from you by picking up the victory tonight? Well, you know what? I, I, I've always had respect for Riddle. I, I, not to get all sentimental and everything, but from the start, I didn't really like you all that much. Yeah. And I think that was very, everybody knew that, but I respected the athlete. I respected his accolades, his accomplishments, but I didn't respect the man. I after last week, after he came down to save me, after all the times I turned my back on him, after RKOing him the week before on Monday Night Raw, he came back, he then earned my respect as a man. So as a whole, I respect this man and I respect the fact that he is my tag team partner and uh, I'm looking forward to see what RK Bro does in the future. Well, you guys are in Vegas and you are the new champions. What is RK Bro doing to celebrate tonight? Well, I think first we're going to go to this one nightclub. They got a pool and I can't get in most nightclubs because I don't wear shoes. I only wear the flip-flop. So me and Randy, we're probably going to break out those snakeskin speedos at the club tonight, bring our championship titles, pop some bottles, get crazy, maybe bring our scooters there, get so... Wa- hey, Rand- Dude, Randy's the coolest. He's probably getting started without me. Hey, Randy, come here. <laughs> So we're going to keep that rock and sock act going for a while, huh? Hey, yeah. Thank you, Kasim Whoopo, for the follow. Don't know what's going on with the uh, Facebook cues and stuff over there. And also, shout out to Quest Thompson chatroom. He said, wow, they, they paid the person from the exploding ring in AEW to do the SummerSlam pyro. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, there was nothing there, even sparkler, so they couldn't have paid that guy. Well, at least they paid him because Tony Conjure as hell didn't. He he spoke vocally about the fact that I didn't pay them. WWE would be the one to pay him when all those budget cuts, you know. Yeah, right. Cutting the budget. But yeah, overall, the things that worked so far in this pay-per-view seem to work. 
you know, I don't really have any complaints. Uh, oh God, I didn't even really mean to, um, I didn't even really mean to walk into that one. Next match, Eva Marie versus Alexa Bliss. <sighs> Somebody tell me why this bitch is on paper. Fucking you. Voting results coming with 73% of you for Alexa Bliss, 19% of you for Eva Marie, 8% of you for DQ No Contest. Surprised at those numbers. 19%. Surprised at those numbers because I thought that, uh, I don't know, I thought that something would happen with magic and stuff. But you know what? I'm kind of happy that they, they didn't. I guess they didn't really do anything magical, right? Yeah, because she doesn't need magic to kick her ass. Oh no, I know, but I'm just saying. Wrestle, you don't need magic. You know what it is? I also keep forgetting that now they're limited, right? They can no longer pull that. There's no Thunderdome here. They're once again limited to the restraints of a live audience. You can't screw around, you know. So I'm right there with you. Spartan G said, "Bronson Reed and all the other releases are gone, but this bitch is on TV and fucking pay per view." Exactly. Yeah, her powers were nerfed as a result of budget and and practical effects. She may not be the genie from Aladdin, but she's at least the genie from Return of Jafar, huh? You stupid. <laughs> Powers maybe not as phenomenal. <laughs> oh, God. Not quite as cosmic. <laughs> <sighs> this was a little silly. I have this shit correctly in front of a me little? here. No, this specifically. Like, look at this. So even Marie gets on the turnbuckle and she starts slapping the doll. And the doll sold better than anything she got. The doll sold better than Eva. But I don't, like... not have done that. Oh, like, and everyone else is taking it seriously, too. Seems to be working just fine for Eva. This is bad. You know what's messed up about this? She hit her with the doll. I do like that. If I have to give points to something, it's hitting her with the doll. Just because it's a funny look. You know, just puff, take your doll to your face. Oh, <laughs> you hear the sound it made too when she hit her across the oh. face with the doll. I'm waiting to hear later on. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> that is a good doll bump right there, man. She yeah, needs really to start using. Good. She needs to start doing. Oh, <laughs> yo, Lily bumps like a G, yo. Oh, oh. Can't help myself with that. That's ridiculous. It, that's the pump of the knife for this match. Lily said, bitch, I'm going to show you how it's done. Thank you. Punt the doll like Snitsky, right? Da, 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 da. Da, 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 that part, though, knowing Eve Marie, it wouldn't make it over the top rope. That's what we'll, we'll call it the baby bump. Oh, damn. Yeah, you see? I could Russo, too. If this wasn't an episode, I'd say write it down. <laughs> this wasn't a paper. I Caruso too. The baby bump, bro. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> First of all, she can't kick right. So it's not even going to kick it over the top fucking rope. It'll be like a baby kicked it, bro. <laughs> and so anyway, complaints that I'm not bringing all this up on the screen because we have a long show here but just a, a, a minor observation i don't know if this is me being picky right bliss goes up and misses the the twisted bliss because even marie gets out of the way in time and then even marie goes for the cover and they gave her such a close two count right. like it was Why? like a 2.99 and it was like okay i get it she missed twisted bliss but but what Wait, happened her, hit a fucking finisher on her it it was still eva marie 
who didn't do anything except move. How the hell would she be in condition where they made, and then even commentary afterwards. I wish I had the audio you could hear where they went on selling it. Oh, you know, she almost had her there. Why? You see, for Marie, not only is it Alexa Bliss who normally, NXT Alexa Bliss could beat her, but upgraded WWE Champion Alexa Bliss could beat her. But now we're talking WWE Champion Alexa Bliss with fucking powers? And it was like a close two count against Eva Marie? Guys, no, what are you no, doing? 90% of the shit they get that hits her? And this is where you pissed me off because I was I was trying to be open-minded. Okay, whatever. We're doing this shit with Dewdrop and superpowers and we're supposed to sort of just enjoy it. But then it was like, whoa, now you're being silly. This isn't this isn't for real, right? Like you had a close two I count with Eva Marie? Rob Van Dam missed his five-star frog flash and not be a close two count. A close two count against Eva Marie? With all the offense in the world, nothing she does. She'd be a close two, a close three count. And there were moments in there where it had Alexa Bliss struggling, where it was like, I don't understand why. And you can't do that in every match. Not every match needs the part where the babyface struggles in the middle. I don't, not every match warrants it. A damn sure shouldn't have an even Marie match where there's a babyface running around on the floor like that. The fuck is she fighting, Nia Jax? The fact that this match made it above the 35 second mark was already a point off for me. Because I was you like, got a girl there's no with- way in the world a former Raw and SmackDown and Tag Team and Money in the Bank winner should have any kind of struggle with this bitch who can't wrestle. You got a girl with demonic powers rolling around on the floor, writhing in pain, while the girl who doesn't know how to wrestle for shit is actually standing over her dominantly. Even if it's for a couple minutes, that doesn't work. We don't see that in actual sports. You know, it's like there's never going to be a point in a in a fight where if there's that level of a difference in skill, there'll be a part where the champions like all messed up. I'm not saying she was the champion, but like the more experienced veterans not going to be in that condition. So just just silly. Don't don't do shit like that. And it's because it's, it's weird over as a heel or a baby face. And it's just she weird to me because like, why are they not invested in having somebody even show any kind of offensive credibility? It's actually not a wrestler in the attitude era. They didn't have Deborah doing Northern light suplexes and going over Trish or beating up Trish and shit. Right. We knew what Deborah was puppies. <sighs> I'm still waiting for that part where Piper never is supposed to be over, by the way, people, because she's not. <laughs> Remember, I had somebody tell me, like, yeah, but I mean, she's going to beat her at the end of the feud. Okay, she beats Eva Marie. Oh, what's your point? It's like they need to make a decision about how this is going to work. They need to just kill this shit now. <laughs> Get rid of Eva Marie. We'll pretend like it never happens. Bring, Send her back to NXT UK and then bring her back as Piper fucking Niv and not this dewdrop bullshit. And then okay. I'll pretend like, like I give a shit. Eva can do sliced bread number number two. I I think I've seen her um almost not make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've seen I've seen instead of her do sliced bread number two. I've you seen know her- what? Bread you just made the list. Oh no. Oh, uh, here we go. Thanks for the follow, Lunar. Instead of sliced bread number two, I've seen her do the sliced bread when you're out of hot dogs buns but still have a hot dog, so you take the one bread. And you fold it around the hot dog. I seen, I seen her do sliced bread around last hot dog. Gordon Jesus says she did end piece number one. Yeah, there you go. The end piece. She did the, the top. No one eats the top. She ate the top. Okay, she could do splice. She could do sliced bread number two. What's that supposed to mean? Because like, if that's a finishing move, there's a lead up to it. The problem is she can't do the fucking lead up. 
When I've seen people hit that move, I've seen them hit it running like at full sprint and then hit the rotation and flip over. When, when, when I've seen her hit it, it's almost like there's like a point where gravity and everything else carries her like a floating person who just thought happy thoughts to stay in the air. <laughs> because I'm swear, there's there's times when she hits that turbo and she flies. I know that flies, but I forgot about it until he said it. As soon as he said it, I remember seeing her do that shit before. It looks so ugly. How do you be that tall and lanky? Like Brian how you has a regret that shit every day of his life. Like, how are you Alicia Fox tall and lanky and there's no finesse to your moves? Right, <laughs> he, was, he was lanky and clumsy. I just can't get over that shit. Fucking Spartan, she's end piece number one. Brian Kendrick did train her. Uh, I'm not saying he succeeded, and that's not right. even an end to Brian Kendrick. There's people that I've taught how to do things in the past that are now gone because they didn't learn them. <laughs> you know, so trained by greatness does not mean you turn out to be greatness. Yeah, you know what I mean? We run a tighter ship around here because of how much learning doesn't necessitate actually learning. <laughs> or teaching doesn't actually <laughs> necessitate learning. Alright, anyway, what else oh, we got oh. in this clip here? Alright, see, the slap to her actually affected her more than the slap to Lily. Wait a minute. What was the bump here? Was there even a bump there? Shoulder tackle or something like that. It was a whiff? It was a whiff shoulder there? No! She right Look! She ran past her. She went, you know <laughs> She screamed like Shiva from Mortal Kombat and then ran past her like a ball. <laughs> the only thing that was missing was for her to loop back around and then come up hit her with a big uppercut. Boom! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got it. it. It's excellent booking. See, Eva sucks so bad the fucking wind just blew her over. Either that or this is more of the power of Alexa Bliss, the demon powers. Right. She has power. She has her own gravitational pull. <laughs> the same gravitational pull that has her do slice hot dog number two, right? Tail <laughs> pizza and, and bread number six. <laughs> oh my God. That was a whiff. Whose fault was that? I don't even know. What am I looking at, man? You know it had to be be Eva's. You know it had to be Eva's fault. Alexa Bliss doesn't fuck up enough for me to believe it was her fault. We'll analyze it more later. But yeah, look at that. Just the speed of her running. She hit her cabal style. She did, she did the, the Shiva and then the and then ran past her. <laughs> and Alexa Bliss is, this Let's look at her bump here. Oh god, that death Alexa press, everything about it just doesn't really work. This has come unglued. Oh. I did not hear the muting, but at the same time, I wasn't really even listening for them with this. Right. I'm, I'm not listening to their chant. <laughs> <sighs> Any thoughts? Please end this Eva Marie bullshit. Please. It's never going to work. It's never going to get anybody over it. And you, nobody in this feud got over The only thing that could come out of it is Piper Niffin versus Eva Marie, where at that point, you're once again booking yourself into a dead-end corner because there's no way in the hell that a woman who previously challenged for the NXT UK K championship should be even wrestling Eva Marie, let alone possibly losing. So Bliss and goes at the end of it. She's still not going to be over. Yeah, Bliss goes over with the DDT. Congratulations, seventy three percent of you. And uh, afterwards, Dewdrop sort of becomes a condescending B, huh? We saw her nose in it. Yeah, she strutted around in her robe. She Ric Flared her, right? 
That's really what it was. Yeah, let me see. Do we got a little strut here? Look at her there. Here's the strut. There's that strut. Bitch, you better work. You better work, bitch. (laughs) (sighs) I find I catch more stuff, I guess, when I'm doing this than when I'm actually watching the first time, you know? Just thinking about things like in hindsight. I'm like, wait a minute. Why did they, uh, why, why was that that way? That was my first thought when I started walking on the thing. I was like, oh, you better work, bitch. You better work. Yeah. This angle only works because of how bizarre and broken it is, which means that it doesn't really work. It only works because the stuff with Bliss makes me laugh. But then mm. I see evil on my on my screen and instantly get sad. Because I, I remember, oh, they brought her back, but got rid of Bray Wyatt. Excuse me, Eva Marie. Certainly not the results you were hoping for tonight. What happened out there? Uh, Honestly, your guess is as good as mine. Something is not clicking with Dewdrop and myself week after week. We seem to be kind of bumping heads, and uh, hopefully I could pull her aside and have a chat because she is my protege, so uh, to be continued. Tonight did not go as planned. Thanks so much for your time. Okay. That was brought to you by Pure Life. In case you didn't see it plugged all over the damn place, and I also concluded them. I tagged them in the post of sharing it, and they know that we, we appreciate their water. Probably better than my water, at least according to WWE. And you can always take them at their word. I'm going to say which by default means your water is much different. Yeah, well, my water can make the party drop. Don't you ever in your fucking life. (laughs) 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 Who the fuck is pushing Dewdrop in this shit, George? Well, you're saying Eve Eve was trying to push (laughs) Dewdrop. Eva Marie is trying to push fucking drop. Who's trying to push even Marie is the one we need to get to the bottom of. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only thing in this situation that does not belong. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things can't wrestle. Well, that explains everything. Oh, no, no, no. But according to George, she can hit the stale piece of amber bread number six. So she's good. Cold Pop-Tart number one. <laughs> oh, man. That is that is amazing. Put your ass in privacy, then, Jesus. And I love that there's like they're they're invested. You can see that this is not just haha. This is like yeah, this is them creating. You know, it's like a storyline. <laughs> I heard a sticker. I know you you couldn't take that seriously. Um, it's the truth though. But it's just like that. This is literally. This isn't just how oh, we need to like. They clearly, when you see something that has continuity like that, that means that they're thinking about what happened before and what's happening next, which means that they're trying. Oh, yeah. If it was just whatever, then it would be whatever, but it wouldn't be given a second thought. But it's being given a second, third, fourth, fifth. How long has she been here now? I feel like she's been here for like a year. It's been only like a couple of months, I think. There was a point where everybody thought this was going to be like a thing once. <sighs> Remember? As a matter of fact, I was one of those people. I was the one who said I had a completely different vision. When Destin was worried about this still being the way that it is now, I said that maybe they would bring her up and then she would go get the other girl that she was feuding with from NXT UK. And then they both turn on her and beat her ass out of WWE and the two of them would just have a good feud. Nah, bro. Nothing like that happened. <laughs> you know? And she wrestled on SummerSlam when they originally told us she was just going to be a manager. I don't even know what happened oh, no, to the other girl. They think they're pushing Dewdrop. In reality, they are not. And I don't even know what happened to the other girl. There was no other girl. No, there was another girl. The girl that do that do drop the fucking Piper was feuding with in UK. 
Yeah, that was Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray. They both Kaylee Ray completely do other right. things. But that's what I was saying. I thought that I thought that the whole point, and I, I hate to go over that again, but since it's not what happened, I thought the whole point was going to be bringing up Dewdrop with Eva, Dewdrop turning on her, and Eva needing another protege, bringing up Kaylee Ray, and then Kaylee Ray, they both turn on her and beat her ass, and she's gone, and then they feud. But and, and my whole my whole issue with that theory was Kaylee Ray's too busy mattering to be a part of this shit. Well, it would have mattered if, if they both got rid of her. But no, instead they gave us this angle. And it seems like the true purpose of this is really just the story of Eva Marie and Dewdrop more than anything yeah. else. So surprise, surprise. This is the Eva Marie story featuring Dewdrop. <sighs> Dewdrop, tonight you and Eva Marie went out there as a team. And obviously things didn't go the way that you guys had planned. What happened out there? Well, let me tell you what happened before you even got here. Eva flew first class and she made me sit in the middle seat in economy next to the bathrooms. There was other seats available, but for some reason she made me sit there. Excuse me, ladies. Clearly we have some type of miscommunication and we definitely need to have a chat so that we can get on the same page. Why? Why is that okay? How come every time? How come each time? How what the is f- this getting her over? I will fucking wait. How come she just went right back? Each time it seems like, oh, that was it. And they are, and it's like, oh, listen, we need to talk. And she's like, oh, okay. And she just comes out again. She was literally just about to start bitching about everything she did. And she goes, okay. This is this must I'm be a brilliant. I fucking waited. This is this must just literally be to make Eva Maria he magnet because that's all it's gonna do. They don't even care about dude. They just want to have somebody who's a heat magnet because how annoying is that? They need to learn how to book competent stories and not worry about fucking heat magnets. They gave them the freaking uh, who was it? They gave they're, they're giving them literally the Chris Sabin uh, Velvet Sky storyline. Fucking how are they giving the turn of fucking WWE? Like, <laughs> this is literally Chris Saban, Velvet Sky, Dewdrop, done, done with Eva and Dewdrop. I'm just waiting for fucking Dewdrop to call. I'm just waiting for. I'm gonna start calling this bitch Dewdrop. I'm waiting for fucking Piper to get her ass open just because she'd be like, "Oh, all your moves look the same. Oh, my names look the same, Dewdrop." Like, what this, the fuck? this is Chris Saban, Velvet Sky. This is Tajiri, Tori Wilson. You know, this is Mark Marrow Sable. This is Test Stacy Keebler. Which then more from the Scott Steiner, Scott Steiner and Tess Stacy Keebler. Which then it looked like the two of them were going to just toss her to the side, and them, them, they, them themselves start making out. Thankfully, they didn't go in that direction. <laughs> oh God, don't. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that to me? It, it would have ended. <laughs> oh, you would have, you would have hurt. Well, also you would hurt. I got that dog in love. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> That was, oh one of my, my that was one of my favorite moments. I got Why that. You do that to me knowing I'm at that point and I'm at the point now where I can't fight the idea. I can't fight the thought back. Like, oh my God. I got that dog in love. That's such a fucked up. Motherfucker walking the, walk the hospital. Ninjas coming. That was like a slow grenade for me when I first watched that too because it was like, wait a minute. What are they talking about? It doesn't sound very thug. The then it was like, oh, oh no. Fucking Steiner Tech will be doing the homie bump. Oh yeah. no. Let's get back oh, to this story. Let's okay, get- yeah. <laughs> we ain't never gonna leave at this fucking rate. It's already three o'clock in the morning. Like, we can't. Mm. Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Voting results coming in 57% of you with Damian Priest. That goes to show how little faith you have 30 percent Sheamus defending the championship united states championship by the way in case i didn't make that clear 13 percent with the dq no contest 
in the finisher, the reckoning, and Priest lives forever again in the new and no whatever your face was, not the national champion, the United States champion. I would like for Sheamus to be done though. That's the only way this works for me. Like I don't want him to come back on Monday angry. Leave this alone. Go beat up um Ricochet and Humberto and let this guy have his title run. It's not racist. Right. That's just the people he likes to beat up. I'm going by his selective choice. Well, that's the he's racist. That's the fucking people he beats up all the time. Every time I look up and I see him, one of them's on the floor. So go beat up Humberto and fucking Ricochet. Which one of you tan motherfuckers wants to eat this? Okay, some of y'all out there go try to give me funny looks and shit. Don't act like fucking Seamus has not been glowing like a halogen bulb since he walked in the goddamn door, all right? I don't want to hear this shit. Yeah, a little bit. I've had my oversaturation of Seamus. You know what it is? It's not even like an oversaturation of Seamus. This title run has been the drizzling shits. He's been champion for like four months and defended maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. But even when he doesn't, like, and I, you know what? I, even though it's not part of his fault, that knows shit that happened to him ruined the gimmick anyway because his whole gimmick at the time was he was trying to be this hard-ass tough bully that, that thinks that the younger generation isn't shit and then the younger generation broke his nose and he had to walk around with a mask and then the younger generation had to be very careful not to hurt him more you know it's like that's not a good gimmick that's actually what happens sometimes that's what we call unfortunate you know Ah. <sighs> But overall, what were your thoughts on the match? Good match. I, I definitely did uh, enjoy this match. I don't know if Sheamus didn't catch him properly or Priest came up a tad short. But that tope that I've never seen him fuck up before, mm-hmm. he landed on his hip, it looked like, this time. Which is why I almost feel like it was more Sheamus because I've seen him do that move like a thousand times and never mess it up, not one time. Yeah, there might have been like a bit of a level of adjustment there. And again, watching this back, seeing Seamus doing his stuff, it's that mask fucks this up. And I get it. This is this is a shoot mask, but it's just like him. It's hard to have him in that gimmick. And I, I, I almost would have just not had him continue to feud rather than being a face mask guy. It's not like this is a long term feud. Those aren't even the people who broke his face. Like like David Priest wasn't even in that, right? Nah, he had not started feuding him at that time. We're at a point where I think Sheamus has been in the spotlight for enough SummerSlams and WrestleManias where someone whose face is not broken could take that spot, especially since it has nothing you, to do with the storyline. You easily could have just, because he was out of action for, like, what, a good month or so, you easily could have just taken the title off of him, and when he heals back up, have him come back around and rematch for it. Now, whether he wins or loses, that, that's up for debate, but at least then you don't have him just taking up space as champion. Which is exactly what they did, you know. He, he he literally just existed. There were times I forgot the U.S. title was even on Raw, and that's pretty sad, you know. And I don't know. They have like a vested interest in Sheamus. It's like I guess he's a safe person for them, you know. Yeah, I mean Sheamus has put in his work over the years, so I can understand them wanting keep him around. But yeah, I mean considering the fact that it was what. Maybe a few years back when he was on those issues with his neck, which is why they put him in the bar. That extended his career. God, I don't know how many years. So just do what they can with him. But yeah, the broken nose definitely that that would have been a thing where it's like just keep him off TV until he's healed back up and then throw him back in. 
Yeah, Sauce of Heaven Choke Slam on the screen for anybody who's looking. Really good looking. I love too. that they call it that too. Mm-hmm. Like they don't just call it a sit out choke slam. They literally call it that because for those who don't know, that was his ROH finish. Yeah. So it's very and cool. Do, back when I, he was back like when he was uh he ever breaks it out on like rare occasions though. Back when he was Punishment Martinez, which I have to admit is not as cool as Damian Priest. You know what it is? Because Punishment Martinez was just like dark and spooky, whereas even when he was still down in NXT, Damian Priest just had more personality to it. Yeah, I agree with you there. Like when he shows that personality, anything he does winds up being like ten times better. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's gonna. I mean, as long as Sheamus again, as long as he out of the picture here, as long as we have uh, Priest get a good run, because I feel like this is a guy who's a future star. Then I think yeah, everything will be good. He can get as good of a run with the North American titles as I wanted him to have. But yeah, and he's a good talker, good personality, and like as long as they let him continue to be himself. That Bad Bunny push, which by the way, Bad Bunny's the one who requested him. It's not like they just put them together. That probably helped elevate him. Who knows if the plans would have even gone as far as they did? You know? Oh yeah. So we're very lucky. Well, that's as far. still that's still something I'm still hoping to see him back again. Mm-hmm. Damian Priest, congratulations. You are the new United States champion, defeating Sheamus tonight here at the Allegiant Stadium at SummerSlam. And your first title since joining Monday Night Raw. What was this moment like for you? I mean, that intro was fantastic. This is awesome. This is the dream. You know, being a WWE superstar, being a champion in the WWE, dethroning a bully. And everybody knows I don't really care for bullies. And Sheamus is just that. So it felt that much sweeter to dethrone him for the United States title. What was it like to feel the audience out there? The WWE Universe was with you. This is, this is what I've been waiting for. This is the stage I've been wanting, Sarah. You know, this is the emotion I, w- I needed and I wanted to feel, and I have it, and I'm going to cherish this moment forever. Congratulations. Enjoy the moment. Thank you. That will be the name of an episode in the future if you ever get released. Enjoy the moment, because that's what it seems right. like these title wins are nowadays, moments. So at this point... They took a bit of an intermission to put a bunch of crap on the screen. But one of the more important things they did was they gave us another trailer of WWE 2K22. A game that some of you... actual trailer. Yeah, a game that some of you might still care about. I don't know how I feel. I watched the trailer with you, and then we'll talk a little bit about it here. Product not yet rated. Good looking visual so far, right? Yeah. Look, Nakamura looks really good. But I need to see gameplay. I don't just want to see this. And they're doing that it hits different stuff again. Kane with the choke slam there. Yeah, like certain things, it looks all right. And of course, Battle with his intro. A lot of the models look up to date, so that's good. March, that's the difference. The release is usually in October. This release is in March. Let's see what happens. Yeah, because there's going to be other wrestling games coming out. You know, with, comp- with with rosters like whoever you can't select in that game, you'll probably be right, able to select the other one. It'll probably be in a different game, for all we know. You know what I mean? So it might be depending on your gameplay style. If you like the old way the games used to play, this might not be the game for you. If you like a different roster from this, this also might not be. Hold your breath, you know. Because yeah. I have been, sorry, I have been. Um, I think I saw from one Facebook post one of the things that was mentioned. Is it looks like it will be new controls again. So. It Hopefully has to so be. Damn complex. It has to be. Literally, they can't use the the old control schemes and the old game company now works for AEW. Yeah, so, so they gotta switch it up. 
So that's the game that's going to play. It's almost like when the creators of Guitar Hero, Harmonix, I believe it was the name, after a Guitar Hero 2, they went on to make Rock Band. Guitar Hero 3 and so on and so forth, that's a completely different company that has nothing to do with the original franchise. That's sort of the case. And, and like Rock Band is really what you would be playing if you're continuing Guitar Hero yeah. in a weird way. You know what I mean? So it's like that's sort of the situation here where the follow up, if you're going by a developer standpoint, the follow up of the upgraded engine and gameplay of WWE 2K series will be the next AEW game. This game is going to be something different. It's going to hit different. Look at that. I incorporated their catch thing better than they did. And I was more honest about it. If I was like the the voice for this game and it sucks, all I ever really did say was that the game, I explained with the gameplay without without Kevin Smithing myself. You know, I didn't he-man myself here. <laughs> I just said that it's going to play different, hit different from the other one. Probably got released after that because I had to say AEW and compare it to the game you should be buying. But, you know, not my right. fault. I'll be fine. The Tony Khan will find out and hire me. Pay you that good money too. Yeah. And you get to hang out with Conan and everybody in the music rooms and all that kind of shit Conan talked about. Mm-hmm. Jericho sits around and tells stories. We eat uh That would I feel like if I was ever in an AEW locker room, that would be my favorite part is hearing Jericho tell stories. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just feel like some of the stuff. You know what, it is? what do you mean you don't know why? I don't know why. No, no, Something no, no. about being I able thought... to sit in a place with Jericho where he sits around and tells me stories. I don't know why that sounds you know so appealing. Just, you make it sound like you have like a I fucking acquired taste. And I was like, wait, no. <laughs> I was like, wait, no. As many episodes of Talking Jericho as I've listened to, of course that's why I fucking love it. Like something about being in the room with Chris Jericho while he tells me stories about wrestling sounds good. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of funny because after we, we played that audio here, not to segue too much, but after we played that audio here, Stasis called that a certain someone was going to see how happy or hear about how happy it was and then decide to come back. We don't know if that was that, but it's a high possibility. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, though. I digress. Uh, we wound up segueing into that because of 2K22 hitting different. WWE SmackDown Tag Team title match. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, defending the championship against the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray. 50-50 voting results here. Split down the middle. You guys have no idea what was going to happen. And I think what happened was um, somebody hacked the game because they had, like, what, three or four finishers stored? Oh, yeah. Forget the Usos hit more splashes than I've ever seen them hit. That's what I said in the, in the, in the fucking chat room how many f's did they have charged up <laughs> i've seen people do that like they'll go like jay a whole long two jimmy hit, jay hit two and jimmy missed one yeah that's what i'm saying though. i've seen people do that where they like do a whole long match where they won't be hitting any finishers so the meter will just go and it'll be like f times two f times two. But how many f would you have to have stored <laughs> you know what i mean to be you able to fun. super kick super fly splash super kick take to the other corner throw them off the thing super fly splash super kick again <laughs> Right, you know what I'm, I'm actually gonna put logic in this. You're gonna get a kick out of this. It's gonna be like how some of the games are now with the OMG moments. Certain ones you gotta have multiple finishers, uh, multiple finishers stored up. Yeah, clearly multiple. Like, 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 like I, I think the ring break one, you needed like three. One F per hand, four F, F four, right? Yeah, I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> I wonder if Ray's gonna kick out. Right, I was surprised to see Ray kick out at one of them too, because I was like, oh shit, Dominic's not gonna make it. Oh fuck, Ray kicked yeah. out. As soon as I saw him take all of that, I was thinking his Miho better be nearby. 
because there was no way that they're gonna put him over that much. That it was like Jesus. They had the Vicks on standby. They wanted to make sure that there was no hope, right? It was like this is gonna be a six count if necessary. There was no way. It was like. What was the reason someone, I don't know if, if you were joking, Spartan, one of you guys said it in time, whether Spartan or George, but was the reason the Usos kept pointing up because Roman was in a skybox somewhere? There was a point where they like, pointed up. I feel like that was in theory what it could have been. Because otherwise. But, we, but they never showed him in a skybox. Because otherwise, it looks like they're pointing, like when, like when WrestleMania is coming up, like, oh, we're pointing because we're going to be going. And if you're doing that, like, that's not good because you're pointing. What are you pointing to? Like, this is the thing that you would be on your way to. We are at it. This is where you made it to. The thing that you'll be pointing at, that you, no matter what you're going to be at, is here. You're in it. You know, so I kept remember pointing. It was just like, what are they pointing to? And I think somebody said, said that, uh, the, that there was Roman in the skybox. I don't remember seeing him sitting anywhere up there. They never showed him in the skybox. I know at one point, uh, it sounded like, like they said something to Dominic, like, no Eddie here or no Eddie here or something like that. That and might I, have been what it was because so were they, were, were they like pointing to the heavens? Match. They weren't pointing to the heavens for Eddie. Where did that be fucking weird? That'd be some shit. Yeah, man, that's a little bit too here. But speaking of Seb in the chat, he said, "Imagine the timeline in which Ray lost custody of Dominic. Remember when Eddie and him fought for, for custody? Yeah. And it made me imagine it during this match. And I promised I was going to elaborate a little bit about what I thought. And it's like." It's amazing because Eddie would still also be in the tag team with Chavo and Driver on in the car. And now we would have Mexican three and a half men. Yes. <laughs> it would have been perfect too, right? He would have shot up like the way the kids shot up in age and shit. <laughs> it's just funny to mention that match because uh, WWE does a little playback series where like superstars will watch old matches of, that they were in and react to them. Ray and Dominic reacted to that latter match. Did they really? I have to watch that. Yes, now. and it's so, so funny. It's amazing to see that there's some parts that re- that Dominic does not remember, like um when the match was over and Eddie was throwing that little hissy fit, and and Dominic was out of the ring. He does not remember that. And he That's even hilarious. Tells a, little, tells a little funny thing where when he was in school during this angle, people were asking them, "Is Ray your real dad?" <laughs> He'd get picked up by Ray, and people would be like, "Is that your real son?" I was like, "That's fucking wonderful." But yeah, like sometime in the past week, they reacted to that match, and I was like, "Oh, this is glorious." That is a mess, man. I can't even believe that. that. Wonderful. Especially remember how many the shots they had of him? Really got to say what? Remember how many shots they had of him? Just his worried face. Right. I think I I, I want to say he even said the fact that like because um they asked if uh, he at Ray asked Dominic if he remembered and he yelled at him. He was like legit scared. See, and this is where WCW would have capitalized. WCW. Their booking always seemed to make the worst case consequences happen, and then you had to fix it. You never prevent the Dark Lord from coming out in WCW. He gets unleashed, and then you have to fight him. You know, and that's sort of the way gimmicks have always worked in WCW. You know, if they would have done that angle there, Eddie would have won, and there would have been like a few months where Dominic would have had to walk around as his, as his son before they fixed it. Just like when yeah, Saturn lost to Raven, and Saturn had to walk around wearing a dress. I just had a fucking revelation now. I think it was WWE 12, the um the storyboard in that one. It ended where like all like the WCW guys came back and you lose a big hell of a cell match and Nitro comes back. They WCW'd us because they, they had to fight the Nitro guys and get WWE back. Holy shit. Once the titles back around the Mysterio's waist. 
Long way to go for Dominic. The crowd wants to see Ray. The biggest little man in the history of WWE. Former world champion, Royal Rumble winner. Mysterio second rope, springboard moonsault, caught by Jimmy. Thought he was caught, but he planted it. Like the way he did that tornado DDT. They practiced that on SmackDown, by the way. Most of the shit they did here, they practiced on SmackDown. That's why I didn't even bother to really go too much over SmackDown. Like, what can I really say? This match actually, most of it feels like stuff that they've been doing throughout the uh, last few weeks. No criticism there, just observations. I'm not going to show you spots that you've been watching every day. One thing, one thing that was really cool, though, was uh, when Ray and Dominic came out. Did you catch Dominic looking starstruck at that fucking crowd? No, I didn't, but I can imagine he, he did. Look at the size of that crowd. He looked around like, holy shit. Like, I think Ray had gone a little bit further ahead of him. And all I, I, look, I look back and all I see is Dominic just looking all over the place. And I thought about it, I was like, wait, he's never performed in front of this many people before. Oh, they had a big, giant crowd, boy. There's no joke there. 1,000 people? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I guess, are we doing a heel turn, Dominic? We talked about that a bit, little bit on Monday, but it's like, Dominic, was it really his fault? I don't remember how many miscommunications they had in this. So the last one was the only one that was, like, really, really 100% his fault. But this one... This one, nothing went wrong on their end. They literally just got beat. Right. So I always feel like if they're going that way, it would have to almost happen all the time. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. So what's next for Ray and Dominic and what's next for the Usos? You know, like, do the Usos move on or is this feud continuing? I I mean, they have the potential to keep this one running. It's two really good tag teams. So it's like, it's not like anybody would complain. And I can't think of any other babyface tag teams that they have right now. Yeah. That's where I'm like, the, the only other ones I could think of would be the Street Profits, but they too busy fucking carrying Gable and Friend through a fucking feud. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens there. Man, how long we been here, Oz? Too long, Oz. And what have we done since we've been here, Oz? Well, let me see. Right now, you're looking at Jimmy and Jay. Seven times. Tag team champions, yes, sir. Yeah. Back to back. Tag team of the year. Yes, sir. Back to back. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Two times in a row. How many times we defend these championships, Oz? Yes, sir. How many times? Countless. I don't know. Countless times, Oz. Times. But check this out. You're running with the bloodline now, Oz. Yeah. We running this company, Oz. Yeah. We the ones, Oz. Yeah. We the ones, Oz. You know what, Oz? Any tag team out there want to try, they can step to it. Anybody that want to step to the head of the table, the tribal chief, they can step to it. Anybody that want to step to the bloodline, they can step to him, Oos. And guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? We're going to put you down, Oos, like we always do. Look at that. They got laid, right? Again. They both got laid. I'm telling they don't be knocking. Roman's not the only one that gets to wear that shit on his neck. They took their rightful places in the circle of life. You stupid. You know, that's what he wanted for them, right? Right. <laughs> right. Nakamura had another appearance. Another thing that I was going to talk about on SmackDown, but they literally did the exact same pose and everything again from SmackDown on this. Yeah, so fuck it. We're doing it here. 
you know, there it is. You know, we don't even need the music. This was just the rock on poles that they had. Is that the screenshot? Yes. <laughs> I saw it and I was just like, screenshot. <laughs> like it would have to be, you know. That is awesome. Pat seemed kind of tame this time, didn't he? Mm, no, I mean, he he's not really. No. I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess compared to other stuff I've seen him do, I don't know why for me this one felt a little bit tame. Yeah, no, not at all. I actually thought that it was pretty cool. I was fine with it. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's never not funny. Maybe over the top might be the right word, but yeah, this is. Yeah, but well, that's it. You get the uh, you get the party jamming out with Pat McAfee and Rick Boogs. But why? The question is why? Why did that happen? There wasn't a match or anything. They just came out and jammed, and that was it. I was sitting there thinking, are we having an Intercontinental Title match right now? Like what? The- but what was the jamming about? It felt like they were stalling for time because at the time in the chat we were talking about the fact that Sasha uh, wasn't there. What happened with Sasha? We haven't heard. Nobody knows. Isn't that weird? Because is it? Did something happen at the last minute? Yeah, we haven't heard a single thing. Because otherwise, why wouldn't they cancel the match? We heard rumors on Monday that they weren't going to have the match at all. But then knowing that, what would make them decide to to do that, right? I know I started here earlier today that it might just be not just Sasha that wasn't going to make it. That is so crazy. I'm I'm looking to see if, uh, let's bear with me. I'm looking to see if there's any news or anything. Yes, we're live, folks, so we do that. We do that kind of stuff here. Happen. Yeah, these things do happen. <laughs> Stressfully enough. But no, I don't see anything about it, which to me, that was the biggest mystery of the night. I kind of felt like they put Nakamura and them out there to stall for some reason. You know? Yeah, it's... Hopefully we'll start hearing stuff very soon because yeah, that was out there. Like it just came out of left field. Yeah, really. That is uh that's something else. But on looking here, I don't really see anything like that, you guys. Wait, what did George say it's because? You know, he's saying, um George saying that he's heard because she's an anti vaxxer and Vince wants everybody vaccinated, but he's not sure. So. No way. That would really? be so fucked. Like can you imagine if that's what it is? Like, word? Like, so you just cancel a whole championship match just because of that? Like, dude. Like, but no, not even that. Um, On top of that, the Sasha thing. I mean, was did, did she not know that that was going to be like a term for the travel? I kind of feel like I got the impression that most of them would have known well before this part that that right. would have been a requirement, right? Is she anti-vax? Does anybody, can anyone confirm that? That sounds a little bit weird. Right, I've never heard her mention anything about being vax or anti-vax. Yeah, I don't know. That one sounds a little bit weird to me. I guess we'll have to look for her. Wait to hear more, at least. I feel like maybe she made a comment once, and that's where this came from. You know? It wouldn't be surprising. Wow. You gotta be careful, though, because that could be an issue, you know? Big one. Like, just think about the fact that uh, they could just stop her push for some shit like that. You miss SummerSlam over a vax. And, And you know what? That that can't be it. Okay, so here's a couple. I, I was thinking for a minute. I was trying to process this. The reason why that can't be it is because there's no version of that that you can take that would uh, be effective in a short period of time. Meaning, even if she would have decided like two weeks ago, all right, I'm I'm all right with this. That wouldn't be enough time for her to take it and be clear. 
like I said before, you know what I mean? With the with the Pfizer, there's like four, there, there's three weeks between doses and you need both. And then after the second dose, you within two weeks of getting the second dose, then 14 days after that, you're now full and fully protected. That's like almost two months. The other one, the Moderna, it's four weeks. So you have to take one and then go back a month later, you know? And I don't remember what the incubation processes with the uh, Johnson one but the point being that they would have a heads up for weeks now that she wasn't going to be fully vaccinated by the event right. they, it's not like they would only know like okay last chance before tomorrow go get it in you you need to have it for a long duration of time which means they would have had enough insight to say that this person needs to by this date have it otherwise we know that they're not going to be fully ready by this point so we need more of a backstory here in regards to what happened because that doesn't sound right. Either that, or we're going to hear some dumb shit where they just didn't think about it, kind of like with Adam Cole's contract, where it was like, well, whoops, we didn't, we knew we wanted her back, but we didn't even think to check. We didn't check until, until just before the match, which would anger me greatly if it's something that important, especially a company that's sending out photos of, of, of Stephanie and Triple H flexing while they're getting that shit. We should be able to keep track if it really is that important, unless it really isn't that important. And what's really happening is you don't give a fuck. I'm not saying that that's what's happening, but I'm just saying, if I wanted to speculate, how would that be? They probably also don't want to be in a situation like in a political stance like that with anyone either. Again, there's no way for us to know for sure exactly what happened, guys. Not yet, at least. No more info comes out, we won't know. Kasun Perbeth and our Rana Azrar, thank you for the... uh, what are they? I don't even know why I'm liking. Thank you for the uh, good Lord. I feel like an idiot. Thank you for the likes. <laughs> that was so tasteless. Let's just couldn't see what it was. You know what, what it is? And I'll full disclosure here. It's because the uh, Facebook is the only app. And anyone who uses it didn't know this because these are people from Facebook. It's the only app that when you hit that globe to see what's coming up, the globe needs to take its sweet ass time telling you what's under the hood. You know, like, like, take your time because this isn't 2020 where things should just be able to click like every other app. This one needs to like slowly. So if any of you wondering why I'm reacting slowly, sometimes Facebook does slow me down a little bit because of the way their interface works when it comes to comments and replies and stuff. There's just that extra loading and buffering. Whereas when I'm looking at Twitch, Twitch is as soon as something appears, you know, the way things are supposed to be. You know, I have to click this globe here and then I see whether it's a like or not and click into it. So sorry about that. Also, thank you, Lillian Silvestro uh, and Kasim Wupo for the uh, for the follows. Yeah, those are follows. I got to get these to start popping up in here um, because for some reason, I guess the bot we have doesn't pick those up. Sorry, guys. We're not NBC here. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Lunar, for the follow. I don't know why. Why is that? Everything above that on there. I have to fix that, too. Operations are falling apart. Oh, God. All I really have to do is push this up, and that'll fix it there next time. But thank you, Lunar, for that. Yeah, this little uh, situation was in some turmoil. I feel like Lunar was there before, but sure. Maybe that was on another platform. Who knows? Thank you for all the love, though, everybody. Much appreciated. I listen to you. You know, it's just we have a lot of... uh, Screens and stuff going on. Anyway, where were we in this? The chaos. Yes. 
Damn, Spartan Jesus over there throwing daggers. That motherfucker said, "Yeah, you're not NBC because you got to produce a show without beat crashing and buffering." Yeah, I Damn. guess I guess in that sense. Well, you know, if, when it does happen, it's not our fault. I mean, I try our best. I know we're always late. I've I've always said this: we're we're late because it's not because I'm sitting here, but because the production takes a lot to tighten because of the way we choose to have it, and also. I've never missed a, I mean, we haven't, there hasn't been a single week in over seven years where we've not had a wrestling, at least a minimum of one wrestling show. I won't say I've never missed a Monday because I've missed one, um, which I think I made up, but really, you know, we've never missed a week of there being a program on here. So sometimes you're late. Yeah, this is Chaos Star. I want to know what the hell's going on, Sasha. Don't tell me she's angry again. Well, we're going to run out of hair colors, you know? <laughs> I can't keep doing this. Anyway, so what happened here, and this is where it gets interesting, so I'm kind of glad that we took that little breather here, is it was supposed to be Bianca Belair defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Sasha Banks with the voting results coming in with 75% of you for Sasha Banks going over Bianca Belair. Isn't that interesting? A a question we will never get the answer to. 10% for DQ, no contest. You're all fucked there too, sorry. Sasha's out. They brought in Carmella, I think at this point, just to troll us is the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Because I'm, I, <laughs> and it was like, no way did you, this can't be. But what actually but winds up happening holy shit. is Becky Lynch returns at SummerSlam, something that I don't think anyone, at least I definitely didn't see it come. I don't know why, because usually they're going to try to trump whatever any competition, whether they acknowledge it or not, yeah. does. But this was and one of those situations. I was like, if Becky's coming back, SummerSlam would probably have been the one. Ghostbusters! They haven't forgotten Becky! The man! What I love about this is even Bianca cannot hold her excitement. That's not the only thing Bianca can't hold. I'm going to get on there about that. Look at the energy in this pop. It is great to see. She must have channeled the energy of this entire crowd into a single blow. 50,000 voices, Pat. Echo what you just said. She must have taken all of the energy from the crowd around her and channeled it into a single Goku-esque blow. She put her hands in the air and went, Orani Genki no Wakatekre! Fucking music started playing everything. <laughs> so, and, uh, and the reason I say this... Yo, go ahead. Because jumping slightly ahead, she kicks Carmella's ass and then challenges Bianca to a SmackDown Women's title match. So the crowd's ecstatic because we're going to get Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch wrestling for the SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam. And then this happens. Bianca's accepted the challenge for Becky Lynch. It's official. The bell rings. And here we go. Belair Lynch for the SmackDown Women's title at SummerSlam. I thought... We had too many dream matches tonight, and we somehow add. She goes for the code of honor. Boom! Punches her in the face. You're an Aggie. Let's make the title! Let's make the title! Let's make the title! Let's 
Any thoughts anyway? <sighs> so, what y'all telling me is a girl who beat Bailey twice and has a WrestleMania victory over Sasha Banks. So that's two of, would we say, the most successful girls on the main roster right now? Probably a safe bet, right? Sure. Statistically you sure. You to tell me she got one shot by Becky Lynch. She There's went nothing in- as Becky. I, I, Becky winning isn't even the problem because, I mean, that's the most believable outcome out of everything. But you mean to tell me she's just this girl who we have clearly seen is stronger and faster than everybody else on the roster. She's got one shot. Sucker punch. Yeah. She went in for a handshake code of honor after the bell. Got sucker punch and then got hit and with one move and then fucking. And she got sucker punched. Sure. Why wouldn't if somebody sucker punched you that was a professional fighter, then it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I'll give you an example. Who was it that Mayweather fought that kept headbutting him? Remember that guy? I forget who it was. It was so many years ago. This guy kept headbutting Mayweather. Boxing fans are going to know who I'm talking about. And then, like, between rounds, he kind of showed, like, a sign of apologeticness to Mayweather. Like, he, he went to, like, give him a, a glove bump or some shit. And Mayweather used that opportunity to throw it after the bell. And he sucker punched him and knocked him out. And it counted. And even though that guy was a professional, the fact that another professional boxer was able to hit him at full force, fucking unguarded was enough to just end that guy. But it was justified for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was the other boxer on him to not keep his guard up at all times after the bell. Doesn't matter. It was smart on Mayweather's part because he knew exactly what he was doing. He used that distraction without actually cheating and hit him. You understand what I'm saying? But the point being, when you associate it to this, if you wanted to go that route, then a sucker punch should be able to knock somebody out if executed correctly. You know, the question being how they go about it from here. Is Becky a heel? Because, I mean, she did Code of Honor, the champ, and sucker punch her. And the only reason why this happened is because the champ took Becky Lynch as like a baby face, you know, and thought it was, which once again, now the problem to me isn't even that this happened. Because I, I completely believe you could be sucker punched out of the title like this. I believe it would happen to a rookie like that. My problem is how, how much of a rookie is she? That Not it's like, that it, it's, it's kind of like you, you got turned on again. Keep your guard up. You, you can't trust these girls. You, you know what I mean? This is, this is not, this isn't NXT. This is fucking WWE Raw, SmackDown, and now SummerSlam. I'm really tired of watching her. I get that they want to show that she's a rookie, but good God, does she look like a rookie now? Here's the problem with that whole rookie logic. Yeah, she's a rookie on the main roster. That bitch has been in the trenches from the day she walked in the front door. Becky hit her with a normal punch. That she just happened to not see coming. But yet she's supposed to beat Bailey twice. Once inside Hell in a Cell. And Sasha at WrestleMania. And I'm supposed to believe one shot and one finish was putting her down. Yeah. I'm yes, supposed to believe is- this strong athletic ass bitch can't recover from one punch. It's and, not like and- she hit her with knocks. She hit her with one forearm. And by the way, if you guys, um, Stasis didn't mention this to me. I never mentioned on air, but when Sasha first came back, if you go back and look at her hair, her hairline, her track, whatever you want to call it, it's visible that she was not prepared for that first appearance. A couple of things Stasis pointed out is that, number one, her hair wasn't completely done. If you look at the top and the roots and everything, they didn't get to finish the blue and the style. The second thing is that anytime Sasha has ever taken a departure from the business and returned, she's always returned with a new outfit and a new look for that debut, even if it was just for a month. And she came out in her old shit, which kind of makes it look like they threw her out there. 
And her logic was that if this was intentional and they just meant for her hair to be uneven, then the next time we see her, we'll just see that stylistically that was a choice. But the next time we see her, she looks the way she's supposed to, which literally means that at some point at, the, at Sasha Banks's return, it was unplanned. She didn't get to finish her hair. She didn't have a new outfit. And they just threw her through the curtain. We don't need the dirt she's to tell us. We were just able to see that this is what happened. So Sasha wasn't ready to come back at some point. If you don't believe me, go back to the SmackDown when she returns. Look at her hair. Look at the one after that. Do a before after. Split screen it. And you could see for yourself. So something something weird is happening here. As far as the planning and the booking. They even announced right before everything happened that's like Sasha. What did they say? Sasha wasn't able to compete or Sasha just wasn't there? Like. Yeah, they didn't really say. They said due to her not being unable to compete. It wasn't like the typical announcement when something like that happens. And and by the way, Becky's been using that jumping Uranagi for a while, right? No, that's the second time she's hit the move. I feel like I've seen her hit that before that. She's only hit it one other time. When was the other time? Oh, God. Like somewhere in the middle of, um, I think it was the Lacey Evans feud. That's so strange. It doesn't feel unfamiliar to me to see Becky hit that move. Are you sure? Yeah, she's hit. I, I know the one time I've seen her hit it, they, they put like emphasis on it because like they've been breaking out that it was a brand new finisher. But I feel like I've only ever seen her hit that move like once because I, everything else I've seen has just been disarmor, disarmor, disarmor. Like when she hit it, I knew what it was, but it's just because I was like, wait, you haven't hit that move in like forever. I saw her. Who do you say she hit it on? It, I don't. I don't think it was Lacey Evans, but I think it was somebody she wrestled during that feud. Like she's part of she's right with me. I was like, I'm expecting full match and then disarm her, but it's like she just punched then Uranagi. I was like, Yeah, she did. When was this? Because I know it's been a long time since I've seen her break that out. Let me see if I could tell you exactly what this was. This looks like it was just a raw. That much I remember. It was definitely a raw when she broke it out. And then even then, it wasn't like a straight Uranagi. It was literally like it started off like a pump handle and then she just went straight into it. And literally, I, I only know that is because that move is one of her finishers in the last 2K game. Well, let's have a look at this at the previous version, because you're right. I'm only able to find one of the version. But for some reason, I have a very distinct memory of even the way she comes down and everything. I didn't even think twice yeah. about it. So it's uh, just because they made such a big deal out of it when she first hit it. Disarmor cover kick out. What a match. These women can wrestle faster than we can talk. There it is. Yeah, she went over Oscar with that. What a match! These women can wrestle faster than we can talk. Cover. Wow, I don't remember going over Oscar, but I do feel like I've seen it before. So there's the proof. Yeah, it's just so weird though. It's like you she hit this move one other time, and then she just like Goldberg's Bianca with it, and you kind of and from because of what I've been seeing on social media, not too many people are happy about this one, just because they expected like a match. I'm not happy about the way that this was thrown together because of the fact that it looks like a lot of adjustments were made as a result of real life circumstances that we're not privy to currently. However, and it's just me still because I I haven't minded any of the booking at this point. If this is a storyline, I don't mind it. I kind of like the idea of her getting sucker punched out of the title because of a rookie move by Becky Lynch. I like the start of that. I'm not saying that it's not, once again, it could be like Dewdrop, where it's like from here we could do this, this, and this, and then you can say, well, they won't, and they won't. But I'm just saying that from here we have a good starting point. I like where we are at. The idea that something like this happened 
which creates sort of a controversy and opens up an angle to me is more important i don't need to see especially as a return at the last minute with no build i don't really need to see that match and i've been saying for a while that bianca needed to be knocked down a few pegs that was a good way to do it without making her look weak because uh she doesn't look physically weak she looks like she's a rookie that has strong athletic ability you know and she also was able to stay consistent in her angle and the fact that she's now the person who lost the title the fastest so she kept the est congratulations being consistent <laughs> with yes, the gimmick that will kill her gimmick fan the, fucking i am the fastest to lose the title you know like i said in the charm live by the sword die by the sword you know <laughs> <laughs> you, you, she is the fastest, the strongest, the quickest to lose the title. <laughs> and then you know somebody's gonna say that too. Like Sasha won't be able to resist being like you're also the quickest to lose the championship. This is right. It's beating the NXT out, bro. Because at the end of the day, people can say what they want about how long that girl's been on the main roster. That bitch ain't no rookie. Yeah, she's been on the main roster for a little bit, but that girl is no in no. They haven't booked her in any way, shape, or form as a rookie. Because she would have been making rookie mistakes against Bailey, and she would have made them against Sasha. She hasn't. How is it this one time she makes it against Becky? That doesn't mean she's not a rookie, though. You know what I mean? Like, she's definitely a rookie. There's no question about it. You know what Maybe I mean? Maybe at the time she's been on the main roster, yeah. In comparison to all the girls that she's facing, then she's definitely like a rookie. Yeah, she, she hasn't faced anybody. The, she beat two of their best in her first two feuds. That ain't rookie shit. That, that's a... That's, uh, that doesn't determine your tenure determines whether or not you're a rookie, you know, like not whether or not, uh, you, you know, you win. Like, yeah, sure. You could win. You know, let's have a look at her career. As a matter of fact, I'm actually looking her up right now. Just I'm just curious because I'm, I, I look up match statistics on people. So she has had in her total life from 2016 to now, 262 matches from 2016 to now. I feel like we did something like this before. So just keep that number in your head, 262 matches. So yeah, what happens well, I when think we did that for uh, Britt Baker? So looking up Becky Lynch, which was just going to, we know it's going to be a frightening fucking number. Right. Especially because she's been in the WWE longer than Bianca. And then since, her time on the Indies too. Since 2016, I dude, I can't even, I wouldn't even be able to do this math. And that's what I mean by rookie. I could tell you that in total, She's won 547 matches in her entire life. Okay, so she's lost 261 and had 13 draws. She's had 821 matches in total. How many matches did Bianca have? You say what, about in the high 200s? I think, I don't even remember the first number I said now. Shit, see how terrible I am at this? Bianca Belair match statistics is 262. 262 matches. Isn't that how many matches Becky Lynch has lost? Somewhere around it. You know what I mean? That makes her a rookie. You know what I'm saying? The scale of matches that this girl has had by default keeps her in rookie status for a really, really long time. I'm going back. Yeah, 261 matches. So she's she's been in one more match than Becky Lynch has lost. And Becky Lynch has only lost 31.8% of her matches. She's had 31.8% of the amount of matches. Like, that's a really abysmal number, you know? Yeah, so it's like... And she's also been doing this since she was, what, like 14? That's what makes Bianca a rookie. The fact that Becky... See, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying there, but see, the problem with it is... Let's look at Bianca's entire time she's been a wrestler. At what point does it say she can get 
punched and then finished her, and then that's it. All we've seen of this girl is you damn near have to kill the bitch and put her down. Because because a rookie, I mean, she shouldn't be invincible. An unguarded, unprotected blow to the face from a champion should knock you out. And she's had plenty of those and not been knocked out. There's there's like, a level of consistency that they just completely ignored just to get the pop. Or maybe there's a level of consistency that they've always ignored, and now they decided to conveniently acknowledge because, like, if Which you get hit at the too late now, because if somebody chins you. You know what I mean? Your knees are going to drop and you're going to go down. It doesn't matter. Like in anything, if somebody catch you right at that sweet spot by your chin in a situation like that, it should happen. Again, I'm not agreeing with it happening, but I'm saying it is one of the most possible things that they've done in the entire night is the physics of somebody doing that to you would cause that reaction. Whether or not it should, as far as the person being smart enough to avoid it, no, I kind of like the fact that because she's a rookie and I haven't seen her do rookie things, if you're going to do a rookie angle with her, now's a good time. She shouldn't have that, had that. I never agreed with the title thing anyway. Would I have liked the match? Sure, I would have liked it. But I, I definitely don't dislike um, what I'm seeing here so far. We'll see, though. We'll see exactly what it is that they do. If they just do a thing where she turns into a bitter heel, that'll suck. Um, I just want to see there being like an interesting aspect of this storyline. Yeah, which is the problem is they have a poor they have a poor history of interesting, which is why I'm worried. Yeah, no, I definitely can't blame Doudrop was supposed to do drop and Kaylee and fucking Kaka and fucking Kaylee Ray was supposed to be interesting and look where we're at now. Like I'm fucking worried because they might have just permanently fucked that girl up for the sake of a pop. And even if they would have had the match with her, then the only thing that they could have done was have Becky Lynch beat her. Yeah, but it would have at least been a match where she beats her. Not just ten seconds. Like the last time Becky Lynch lost a match was at some point in 2019. The last 17 matches, not counting this one, were all wins in 2020. Yeah. And then the final win was this match in 20, giving her 18 wins in the last couple of years, no losses. It just it would have just been better, especially at SummerSlam of all places. Like if you're gonna pull out the big surprise match, you pull it out there. You don't just one shot it like it's a casual raw or like roadblock or some shit. Yeah, well, I knew there were gonna be people who had a problem with it. This was one of those things that I really didn't. And I mean, it could be I'm not a Bianca person. I do acknowledge her athleticism. I'm not really on board the train yet. So I did want to see some shit happen. I'm not necessarily this. And I'm surprised that they gave it to me. But I wanted something. I'm not going to say this, but something like this to happen. I wanted yeah, there to I, be I an, an upset. The idea of her losing. Just, it would have been nice to see her lose in an actual match. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe they'll do a rematch. She gone down with some kind of pride walking away from this shit. Now it's just like, no, I just got one shot. Yeah. No, that was, that, uh, hmm. Those are hard times, daddy. <laughs> I'm going to need you to never say that shit to be a kid. That was so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Those are hard times. But it's hard times. That's all we can do. Yeah, but, I, but that one didn't bother me. Um, What else? Oh, we got, uh, Got a post. I never didn't think I'd be saying this in a long time, but uh, we have a post interview from the champ. Wow, uh, Becky Lynch, the man is back. We are all here in the Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Over 50,000 people just saw you and were surprised by you. Come out there, do your thing, and you are now the SmackDown Women's Champion. I know you're overcome with emotions. What was that moment like for you? <clears throat> the man is back, and it feels good. Man, she's shorter than almost, almost yeah, shorter <laughs> than uh than than her her match, almost shorter, a little a little bit longer. But they kept the trend of short going tonight. 
Oh, I'm so happy you said it before I did. Because Be- up fucking next, because it's the match we needed to have. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. 64% of you for Drew, 36% of you for Jinder. Which, before we get to this finish, I can't remember who on commentary said it, but Jinder didn't make the fucking... No, it was Byron. Which he was like, I'm surprised uh, Jinder left Veer and Shanky. And I love how fucking, Co- fucking Corey immediately corrected him. It's because it was a stipulation. Oh, Let's go back and see that strike again. Jinder Mahal is rocked. With the Glasgow kiss. And now, beautiful throw. The size of Jinder Mahal. He launched him all the way across the ring twice. And now McIntyre unleashing another level of rage here against Jinder Mahal. So is there a reason that this match needed to happen again and then be almost as short as the uh, Bianca Belair match? Like, is there like a certain number we have to reach? Because otherwise, I literally have tons and tons of stock footage of these guys doing these moves to each other. You heard him? Hold on. That was perfect right there. Over again, over and over again, over and 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 over again, McIntyre. You know, like what? Oh my god, why did they have this match, dude? I think we're all ready to finish this thing. Can't really talk about spots because that was everything. He threw him around and kicked his ass in two minutes. I actually stopped paying attention and then I saw the other two guys, the three ND guys, they were in the ring holding gender. What happened? He got his ass kicked and they, oh, they tried to, I guess, attack him. And even though we're PG and don't want blood, fucking Drew's swinging around a goddamn sword. I did see that part. He pulled the sword on and then they all backed up like, whoa, we don't want to be murdered, which you don't. I'm treating it like the fucking Abyss and Janice thing. If he ain't going <laughs> to hit nobody with the shit, I don't want to see it. <laughs> this was really short, man. It was two minutes. They beat Bianca and Bianca and... And um, and and Becky beat them by a minute and fucking nine. I think about a minute and ninety seconds. I don't even know. Fucking minute fifty. There we go. Next up on our wonderful list here, WWE Raw Women's Title Triple Threat Match: Nikki Ash defending her championship against Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Forty-eight percent of you for Nikki Ash retaining. Thirty-nine percent of you for Charlotte Flair and thirteen percent of you for Rhea Ripley. Congratulations, the jobber is no longer champion. Yeah, everything is, is right with the world. This felt like this pay per view was just was just you adjusting. Know the funny thing about it is, for me, I didn't give a shit who won as long as it wasn't fucking Nikki. If I, I voted twice, I'd have voted for Nikki and fucking Rhea. I needed it to not only be that Nikki loses, I needed it to be that Nikki taps to Charlotte. So I'm satisfied as well. Yeah, because I needed it to that, be that, that the was, superhero tapped. Right, like you, you know, like if you're almost a superhero, in reality, that means you just don't win. Everything's almost. <laughs> they gave her this. They let her have this shitty gimmick, and then just threw the fucking title at her. You know, I needed her to tell kids all across the world, little boys and girls, that superheroes are not real. Charlotte Flair is. Grow up to be Charlotte Flair, not a fucking superhero. You know, if you can't hit Charlotte Flair. Go for Rhea Ripley, one or the other. Just don't yeah. be almost superhero. Yeah, don't be almost a superhero. Who who wants to be almost something? 
Rhea Ripley's not almost a badass. She's just a badass. Fucking Charlotte Flair's not almost fucking fantastic. She's just fucking fantastic. <laughs> you know, TNT almost put WWE out of business a few decades ago. Holy fuck. You know, it was a long, complicated story, but basically they were mistreating certain wrestlers and letting go a lot of high-quality talent that they shouldn't, and they all banded together on another network and almost put them out of business. So then all of the people in WWE promised to never let something like this happen again. The end. They almost kept that promise. They almost kept that promise. <laughs> <laughs> they I'm almost, surprised you didn't go. I didn't even think about it. You're right. They, they, they almost kept that fucking promise, too. And for the love of God, I don't care if it's Stasis, Willie, anybody who listens to this, remind me to think about this on Monday. That one guy almost didn't cry. Oh, man, that is rough. Oh, don't worry. There's no way not to. There's a lot to think about. Like, there's a whole lot to All think I'll about here. There's I've nothing but thinking. Like 20 fucking times. I get chills every time. This is the most, I think, in seven years that we've ever sat around and thought about what's going to happen since there were shows like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. We were like, what's going to happen next? We have no idea. Look at that guy. Want to become famous and buy followers? Wait, no, wait, actually. Wait, I got him. I got him. Yeah, yeah. Take care of him. Yeah, but actually, no. Quite the opposite. We don't care about followers or being famous here because numbers don't mean anything if they're not actually attentive to us. And like, three, two, one. Done. Yeah, but no, we, we don't we don't care about that. Like, you know what I've seen? I've seen people with like four or five thousand, but then at the end of the day, they don't have a single human being that's actually attentive to them. Those numbers don't add up to me if those are shadow follows, which is why I don't do that, guys. You know, yeah, I know a lot of you people, you throw 10, 20 bucks here and there, you fluff your numbers. Oh, look, we have four or five thousand followers that don't actually get your message, but looks good, I guess, cosmetically. Sure. I can actually look deeper into the stats, though, and see the, the real ones. You know, so we're going to mix the superficial waste of money. <sighs> yeah, this match was uh, all over the place. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this match. This was, Yo, first of all, Charlotte talking trash when she's like, come on, punk, calling Rhea a punk. Pun not intended, but she's just like, come on, punk. Oh, I thought that was really sad. Nikki asked crossbody. I like the feuding, honestly, because their, their personalities clash so well. Yes. Like, it's a very believable feud. Like, just fuck off Nikki somewhere. I don't know where. I don't care where. But let these two keep going. I like I don't I it's a it's it's a rare case of a few where I almost don't care who comes on top. Just let them keep going because their personalities clash so well and it's such a believable feud. Yeah, it really is. Like I believe that if I saw these two in real life, they would not like each other. I wouldn't mind seeing them as a team at some point anyway, they're like a real team. You know? That would be cool too. Something like that. It's, it's a yin and yang effect. Tag team that continuity here between Nikki ASH and Rhea Ripley. Teamwork makes a dream work, folks. Right there. Oh, what? Oh, are you kidding me? I kid you not. What a counter by the queen. That, that was incredible. That was incredible. This is Double what it's suplex. all about. This is why Charlotte Flair is made for these moments. To a double DDT. She's a monster. She her, oh, her gaze fixed right now on Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair right now looks like a lioness on the hunt. Up they gotta the get them into flare chops, right? Yeah, Nikki really just seemed like an interference in this whole thing. Yeah, it, this was this was the Charlotte and Rhea show, and Nikki was just a cannon fodder. I was sitting there watching this match, wondering who's gonna pin Nikki. Yeah. But they, hopefully Nikki goes off into the superhero somewhere else. I don't need to see this A-co, B-co, C-co shit right now. 
That's an old ass reference right there. Can't believe you fucking did that shit. Wow. <laughs> but yo, this fucking that corkscrew moonsault that Charlotte hit to the outside. She almost decapitated Nikki. Yeah, she did. Like Nikki, Nikki ate all of that to the face. She kind of she looked like she held her nose to make sure it was still there afterwards. Right. I don't know if she was checking for the mask or her nose. Yeah, that was brutal too. And also the German Northern Lights combo that we had here. Let's see if we could bring that up on screen. I'm lazy with clips today. Just kind of want to. It was I'm sorry, German um suplex followaway slam combo. Which best way to describe it is to get it up so that you can see. There you go. See, it's one of those see to believe moves. Yeah, Charlotte's doing the followaway slam on Nikki, but Rhea's behind her German suplexing Charlotte. So Charlotte's getting German suplex while followaway slamming. Uh, I always like Rhea's uh, suplexes because, like, she's very she she goes low whenever she hits them. So they almost get more distance than height than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she doesn't, really she doesn't good. pop her hips. She uses more of a lower, her more of her upper body just to kind of send you over. Yeah, very physical, very very brutal looking. Yeah, um, I love the um when Rhea got Nikki in um that Aussie death lock. The fact that Rhea, the fact that Nikki's so small, she legit held her up in the air. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's another thing. It's it's like a small superhero. Like, what's your power? Is your power just being small? You know? It doesn't really make any sense to me. I just want to see the two girls that are, like, believable in the sandwich. No offense to Nikki Cross, but she became less believable as a superhero than she would have been if they left her alone. You know? And that's one of the biggest takeaways from this entire thing. Why do they always have to do it? This reminds me of a... It's like they just love shit like that. Because weren't they going to Mighty Mouse Neville at one point? Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Like, Why? Somebody should take Vince to see a superhero movie, don't you think? Like, this isn't how that works, sir. That way he knows how superheroes are. They don't act like that. Like, he's thinking of superheroes, what is it, like, from the fucking Silver Age? Is that where these super... Like, where do they get their superheroes from? You know what I mean? This is like pre-Infinite and Final Crisis superheroes. We're talking, like, fucking the old Earth. The old Earth that, that it wasn't even the daily um the daily planet. Well, what the fuck was it called with Clark Kent working? We're talking like the old, old shit is the way he makes the superheroes. You know what I mean? Where Batman wore like blue and gray and shit. You know what I mean? Like he's talking about the old DC world. That's literally a completely different planet. If you go, if anybody follows DC, not to get too geek culture on you. But that world where Batman and Robin were like that and Superman was like that is an actual different planet. Like the Batman that we know and love and the Superman we know and love are aware of and know those guys. Those are the Supermans and Batmans. But the problem here is that I don't think Vince realizes that. Like, yeah, those superheroes exist. We're talking about, like, the Justice Society and all that shit from before even our parents fucking existed. How about, just a suggestion, we do the superheroes of now, you know? Like, not the ones that look like, like, not the ones that Adam West portrayed. But that's not going to make him laugh. But it could just be that he doesn't fucking know. How would he? Yeah, when you have fucking Pritchard and Dunn back there showing you fucking the hurricane. I'm sorry, Stacey, but the hurricane is a is a, is a dated reference too. I'm talking a superhero. Even the, even that dated reference, you took more seriously than this. Like, imagine if during the Infinity Gauntlet they said on your left, Captain, and it was the hurricane and Nikki Ash. You'd be like, oh fuck, who's gonna take the gauntlet from this guy? So no, even a hurricane. I'm talking. They need real superheroes, not what they used to be portrayed as, like back in the day. They're all their superheroes were almost superheroes. If you really, really look at it that way, man, 
I'm surprised they didn't give somebody a fucking bionic woman gimmick. Remember the sunniest. Like, oh man. Oh, but at least we got the queen back in her seat, and now the superhero can go fly off. I don't know. I just need them if they're gonna run with the Charlotte thing. Give her a long reign, not like these little baby runs they've been giving her the last two or three times she's been champion. And let Nikki Ash do it. it. And let Nikki Ash become a comedic superhero. Make her like a. Do you remember when Damian Wayans used to play Handyman? Yes. And in Living Color, up, up and away, and he would just run and tip out the window. And you would just hear like a whole bunch of like garbage can crash and like a cat go like he just fell out the fucking way like he didn't even fly because he was handicapped. His power was had the power of handicap. I shouldn't even be talking about that on here. I didn't make this up. Just a reference. Let her do that on main event. That'll be great. They'd never do that. Charlotte Flair, congratulations. You are once again the Raw Women's Champion, making you a 12 time women's champion here at WWE and continuing your streak your undefeated streak at SummerSlam. What's it like to have the Raw Women's Championship back over your shoulder? Sarah, it was inevitable. I never lost the title to begin with. The title was stolen from me. The title is back where it belongs. I'm the 12-time women's champion. So now, I'm going to go add some flair to the title and change these nameplates. Oh, she's changing the nameplates, man. You got to get that job or stink off of You got to get that superhero shit off of it, right? But yeah, I actually I, I, yeah, I forgot to even mention that. Um, I, I didn't realize it until I think I'm gonna be Thursday or Friday. Yeah, Charlotte is now five and zero at SummerSlam. She has never lost at this event since she's been on the main roster. Oh, good for her. I'm looking out to see if there's been any new interviews or anything posted. No, they were pretty much done after then, huh? They didn't put who the hell's that? Is that their version of Jade Cargill? I have some other girl on here. I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> I don't know what. Wait I a minute! Said. Wait a minute! You know what I think it might be? I think it might be that Tiffany Haddish chick that fucking called the U.S. title the national title or something. Who is Tiffany Haddish? I don't fucking know. But either way, learn the titles, you dumb bitch. I actually asked if that was their version of Jade Cargill. I feel so no. bad. I have to click on this now. But Who is this? She's a comedian, actress, dancing machine. What was she doing at SummerSlam? I don't fucking know. And her and Mario Lopez. And the funny thing is, at least, at least I know who Mario Lopez was. I thought that that was Jade Cargill. I was like, damn, they were quick to get what they needed. No, they get, no see, they got GT Cargill. <laughs> GT I'm going to bring her up, all right? And I hate to do this because we're extending the show. You know what? For the sake of the laugh, it's worth it. For those of you new here, sometimes we'll do shit like this just for the laugh, all right? Bear with us. It's worth it in the end, I swear. Hold on, I gotta bring it up here. Just give me a sec to get to it. When you get your great, when you get your Jay Cargill off a wish. Hey guys, Killer Brax is here backstage at SummerSlam, Slam, and I'm standing next to author, comedian, actress, and I guess now I don't know a stealer, a thief of jobs. You just interviewed the new United States champion, Damian Priest. Uh, how was that? That was super fun. He's kind of hot. Yeah, he looked good. <laughs> he looked good, I, especially uh, when he's rolling around. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, a man wearing gold is nice. It's nice. Big old belts. <laughs> well, you were. Uh... Why she sound like a sm- she sound like a smoker? I was about to say, how come it sounds like Jade Cargo got possessed by Wanda Sykes? After Wanda had throat surgery. Sometimes you put a side-by-side of those and be like, when you get your Jade Cargo off of Amazon, and then this, when you get your Jade Cargo off of Wish. That is too good, man. Oh, this is so funny. She she looks surprised to be interviewing Jade Cargo, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, 
Where's well, your you abs? I'm hiding them this week. See Jade Cargo from the alternate Earth that the old school Batman and shit is from. What? You didn't think I could go back there? Great. But, but you see what I mean? You're right. At least you knew who Mario Lopez was. But isn't that bad when the star power of Mario Lopez overshadows like the other per- the people that they have there? Slater. But see, the thing about it is when Mario Lopez, like I've seen him interview people, so it made sense in my head. I was like, okay, I've seen it interview people. He he might be a little bit new to this environment, but he'll he'll adjust. He'll be fine. He probably did his research, asked who was who, what did what. This bitch showed up and said, "Ooh, Damian Priest, the national champion." Bitch, what? Didn't even correct herself. That's the killer. Why would you be the national champion? Like, where did you come up with national? Right. You missed like six words. Like, what do you? Like, how dare you get a term like that wrong, especially on a, on a pay-per-view as important as Summerfest? <laughs> I was waiting to see how you were going to do it. Remember those guys? I wasn't quite sure. Well, remember those guys? One of them looked like Jericho? We're having a great time here at Summerfest. Bringing in your robot ass. Bringing in your robot ass celebrities. You robots. Broken ones at that. You piece of shit. But yeah. Where were we now? What's happening next here? I believe, um, I believe the WWE Championship was next, right? I'm bring up my card. I didn't have it in front of me. How careless. Nope, nope. It's Edge versus Seth Rollins. Oh, yes. That's, oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Right. The two world titles were back to back. 70% for Edge, 30% for Rollins. Made it very and easy. And 70%? Congratulations. Because after getting him in that cross face, he beats his sleep. head into the fucking mat and then puts him in a sleeper. I was like a sleeper bulldog choke combination and Seth taps out. Mm hmm. First of all, call back to SmackDown. We got a fucking brew back. We do have to go back to SmackDown for that alone. For this, yes, we do. Because, see, here's the for me as a wrestling fan, it was so cool because, see, I started started watching wrestling after the brood. So I I unfortunately missed that time in, like, real time. So this was, like, the first, like, live exposure I got to how they used to be. Holy shit. Bear with me, guys, because I got to go back to a different clip here, but it's totally worth it. I love that, like, he he drew back this old character. Because you got to think how many people watch Edge and don't remember the brood. couple things I want to talk about with SmackDown since we're now talking about Edge that I thought was really cool. Let me get this exactly where I need it to be. Oh, this should be good. <laughs> Hold on. Am I in the right thing here? I'm sorry. I'm screwing up left and right. They're like, what's wrong with this smuck? It'll be all right. Well, y'all take a plan. No, damn. Well, y'all was almost podcasters, all right? Almost a podcaster. We should. Have, we should. Have. <laughs> oh, that's fucked, man. You call some people. Some people gonna get some heat for people listening to the show. All the people that were almost a podcaster. It'll be all right. They know my Twitter. They can find me. Mm, me too. I heard the feelings. I see that at SummerSlam, I don't just have to beat you. I have to break you. I have to humble you. That motherfucker went full chic. Did you see the memes of this when it says, um, <laughs> it's like when you nut and she keeps sucking and it just yeah. had that face. <laughs> I fucked up. Right? <laughs> oh. Because of new permanent me, that's gonna be one of the things that lasts for all of our life, kind of like the crying Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) 
fucked up moment because you really started thinking like, is that what it is? Oh my god. But uh yeah, we gotta get to uh this is where he talks about that. Where where did the brood bath come at come in? This was a, that, that motherfucker reached deep in his bag of tricks for this. Yeah, don't worry, I'll bring it up. You guys are lucky I mark a lot of this shit. A lot of it's just in case shit that I mark. Rainy day shit. Yeah, so first we get to Rollins. And you and I both know that part of Edge is dead. It is dead and gone, Edge. You will never find it. Trip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. Beware. Take care. Because the freaks come out at night. You'll never see it coming, Sam. It wasn't red. It was more like black, but that's what he meant by he was going to go to a dark place. What is that? Yeah, called on and called back on his That was once a white suit, if you're just tuning in. Like a brood bat. A throwback. That sucks. And it was a white suit, too. You know, you piss off somebody when they bring back some shit from the brood on you. Unbelievable. Damn. Too good, man. So, Edge went yeah. back to that place. To that but dark and brooding place. This fucking entrance. Yeah, man. Wow. He, yeah, which do we have the entrance here? Well, we have the shot of him emerging from the brood flames. Which, yeah, this you is know something. You know what the better part is? For like a half second. I was sitting there like, yo, if fucking Gangrel pops out of here with him, I swear to God. Uh, he wouldn't be able to fit through that passage. <laughs> they, they they can afford to make a big enough hole with all them budget cuts. What I like was how he got to the middle of the ramp. I kind of expected this, and then he did his cue for the pyro or for the smoke, and uh, <laughs> it turned into did the he edge. Get smoke? I don't even remember what he got. I don't even think he got smoke. But yeah, he went back into his uh, his brood music, and then from there he went into the Edge music. Which yeah, that was a really cool little callback there. Since that's, this company is dependent entirely on callbacks, it's not like that's the strongest Edge. But he did always use that at the end of his promos, the whole "good night, sleep tight," because the freaks come out at night, or whatever the hell he used to say. And that whole thing was at the end of every brood promo. It was kind of like yeah, the believe yeah. believe that of the fucking three of their promos. So yeah, I thought that that was really cool for anyone that just wants to see the little gif of them coming out of the brood flames here it is also up on social media in a moment uh thoughts on the match oh this was match of the night <laughs> it was it really was these guys stole the entire show holy crap everything they did from top to bottom like if we wanted to talk highlights we'd be here all fucking night just on this match and we will be here just a little bit longer than the others just because there's so many different Thank things here. You think you're more clever than I am. We did dump you a food back on you last night, Jeff. You can do anything. 
Rollins trying to drag Edge up to the top rope. Edge trying to fight back. Precarious situation for both superstars. Edge up top. So is Seth. Finding their balance. Who's going to outwit? Oh, and a spinning neckbreaker off the top rope. And now Edge has an opportunity, but may, Edge may have hurt himself as well. That freaked me out because I, I wasn't sure what they were going to do. Yeah, it was safe, though. It did look really yeah, good there. It was really safe. It was just like when I saw them in the position, I was like, wait a minute, is it going to be a superplex to the outside from either side? Is it going to be like a... At one point, I thought Edge might even go education from the top rope, and I was like, I didn't know what was going to happen. We even got Rollins' signature um, superplex Falcon Arrow combo, as usual, right? The ridiculous core strength of Crawford Jesus. Let's get that up here. Wow, we have so many clips. It's like I have a thousand buttons here. That's what takes me so long to transition. Yeah, look how good that looks. Gorgeous. Never thought I'd see Edge taking bumps like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he feeling good taking stuff like that. Yeah, excellent stuff. Anyway, sharing that on social media for you guys. Edge actually pulls a big E and he hits that middle rope spear. Yeah. Don't I do it anymore, him. man. I haven't seen him hit that since I think, what was it, Mania 22, I think? Yeah, we don't need to see that. That was a safer land than I've ever seen Biggie have. For sure. It just feels like all it takes is a little bit of a mistake for it to not work out. You know? Yeah. But then I guess considering that you only we only ever seen two people hit that move, it's like they have to know what they're doing over something like that. And you gotta tr- and you gotta trust the guy to go back at the at the at the right time too, so Yeah, and nothing that uh Rollins did seem to work, so you know. Edge kept his persistence. Even broke out uh, his old submission, the educator. Yeah, he did the execution. He did all of that. He did the execution, the edgeomatic, the educator. He hit everything. Mm-hmm. And he even hit Rollins' head into the ring. 20 times. Yeah, look how beautiful that is. It's like this version, we could do it as much as we want. It looks almost accurate to the real clip. Beat that man into oblivion. I love when Rollins hit. Marlon went for the the Phoenix Splash, missed it, and got speared. I was having too much fun. <laughs> I was manually looping that. You stupid. <laughs> yeah, just manually looping his head, getting bashed into the ring. Why am I doing this kind of stuff today? I don't know. Right. Anyways, share it on social media for any of you guys that want to see that. That's why we go be here so damn long. You go have a phone with the shit. They're going to be like, good show. I just finished listening to it. It's going to be like Wednesday. Oh, well. But yeah, that was definitely match of the night. Um, it's funny because it didn't have as much hype as the other matches, but this match had was a highlight role. Definitely check it out. Edge, congratulations on your victory over Seth Rollins. Over the past couple of weeks, Seth Rollins made some personal attacks on you. Can you describe what you were feeling when Seth tapped out tonight? First of all, Megan, good to see you. Um, Seth, Seth lit something up in me and, and, and pushed me into a really, really dark place that I talked about it, it's it's not fun to go there because it's hard to come out of there but I knew I needed to because I I will give Seth Rollins all of the credit in the world in terms of his ability in terms of what he can do in the ring because he's almost unmatched and I knew that going in and I knew if he hit that stomp it was trouble for me possibly the end of my career so I couldn't let that happen I think Seth underestimated me 
when I told him that I was going to break him, that I was going to humble him, I don't think he thought I could do it. But tonight, that's exactly what I did. As much as I respect his ability, if Seth is smart, he stays the hell away from me. Good idea. Yeah, I stay away from his crazy ass too. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't interfere with him anymore with your little laughing, weird suit-wearing ass right now. He'll kill you. Twice. You know, and also kudos to uh, to uh, him for uh, hitting his wife's finisher. Yeah, he stuck at a glam slam. Yeah, he hits Rollins with a glam slam. I truly feel like if he would have pinned him, that Earth would have just glitched and stopped. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like you hit your your wife's finisher. Mm-hmm. You know, on Rollins, the only thing he could do is hit the disarmor on Edge. You know. Go one for one. What do you think? Would he do it? No, see what he'll do is he'll, what he'll do is he'll hit the sucker punch and manhand slam. Yeah, man. But be careful about that. You know, you don't want to lose to his wife finisher. <laughs> you don't come back from that. Yeah, you don't. You never talk about a man's family when his wife has a finisher. You know, that's something new and valuable that he learned. You Thank you. Put that in the quote. You know that, right? Yeah, thank you, Dave Nortonson, for the like. Preach. Nortonson, sir. I'm trying to keep up with all of the. I know we get a lot of people here. And the E doesn't like that. I see them meddling. Anyway, what came after this? We almost at the end of this shit? Yep, no. We got- well, I guess yes. In a sense, we are. New Day show up. I only half paid attention to this when it was weeks. happening. Yeah. It was just what you were. I only half paid attention to this stuff, so I don't know. What the yeah, hell it's happened? Cause it's because it, it was shitty. One more noise. for the good guys. Don't so what's happening here? Explain it so I don't have to hear them. Uh, Basically, Shitty Miz and Shitty Morrison with their shitty TV show. Promoting some shitty volume up there. What steals it? Comes out with these laser mountains. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what they were doing. I guess the segment was shitty. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's Miz and Morrison, so by default, it's just... Bye! Bye! Get out of the ring! We got no matches! Let's go! Come on! Bye! Rated ages 4 to 8. That's too high. They have standards, huh? There's a Nerf game coming out for Xbox that looks more mature than the, than the segment. I love how they have to give us the instant replay of that because it's so important. That's part about this whole thing with Woods there. As is John Morrison. How appropriate. This is what uh This is what it looks like when you don't like a segment, that face. This is what it looks like when you're thinking, man, I should have stayed in impact. Or Lucha Underground or wherever wherever the fuck else I wouldn't have been. Yeah, Johnny uh what was he, Johnny Mundo? Telemundo. Johnny Mundo and Lucha Underground, it was Johnny Impact and Impact. Both places way more relevant than here. WWE title match. Bobby Lashley being accompanied by Montavious. What's the rest of it again? Vladimir? Bon- I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> Damn. How you go rushing into this shit? Montavious, Montel Porter. Montel Porter. Defending against Goldberg. Bill, to be precise. I love how they use Bobby for Lashley, but they don't use Bill for Goldberg. Because they don't want him to sound as fucking ancient as he actually is. Because his name is Bill. Why don't we just say Bill versus Bobby? Doesn't that sound because intimidating you, enough? Because you can 
he'll be a badass and sign the name Bobby. What happened at SummerSlam? Bill had a fight with Bobby. <laughs> what happened? What do you think happened? Bill got his ass kicked. 79% of you felt Bobby was going to win this. 21% of you thought it was going to Bill. Well, guess what? Bill's check engine light came on and he couldn't finish the. So yeah. it started with uh, MVP hit him in the leg with a cane, which did you see him sell late or was that just me? Um, he might have. I don't know if it was that he sold later or his like body reacted late. Stepped and then sold. Yeah, and now as far as the match goes, no one was chanting Goldberg. I think I heard one guy go Goldberg once. Um, no, you know, you want to know why, right? Why is that? Because in Vegas, they don't like to just chant. Let me clarify something, people. Goldberg's not over. They just like to chant. That's all it is. Goldberg still <laughs> opens with a shoulder tackle. Followed by a body slam and another body slam, followed by heat. And I think that's because the crowd just realized what might happen here, which is why I'm so against alcohol. In their drunken stupor of enjoyment, like, oh God. in their drunken stupor of enjoyment, they didn't even think, oh shit, this guy might win. He's made it to four moves. Wait a minute, guys, he might win. Yeah, you see, this is why you don't buy alcohol. They were, they were advertising beer, which is very unusual for WWE, not very PG-14, but they were advertising beer. And it's like you got a bunch of alcohol-ridden fans too drunk to realize that you might have given them Goldberg as a chance. How close that came. If they would have smoked, they would have been more worried for months and months ahead of time about what might happen during this pay-per-view. But once it happened, they would have just bothered them a lot less when it did. <laughs> they thought it coming. Yeah. Goldberg was so bad at throwing Lashley off the top rope that he almost didn't even be able to make the full rotation. Bobby practically had to do a Samus Aaron flip in order to fucking land on his back. Ridiculous. Um, I did like the fact that MVP pulled Lashley out of the spear and everyone in, the, in our chat room and in the arena popped. I've never, like, I wanted, I wanted to dress like MVP for Halloween at that moment with a cane and everything. I was like, yo, you pulled him out of the fucking way. Thank you, man. Just thank you. pulling kids out of the way of the fucking out of the, out of the like, doorway. Like, thank you, bro. Hold out the candy. Nope. <laughs> thank you. Like, you're my hero now. I'll buy an MVP shirt. If they sell them. You don't have a shirt? Well, we'll make you a shirt. Put it on. Yeah, we'll make you a shirt and put it on Pro Wrestling Tees. And then buy our fucking sales. I don't know how Lashley chopped block Goldberg so bad that he flipped over. There were a couple of times where he turned inside out. And one of the times it looked like it was because Lashley speared him and he like ate a spear on his head. You know. Oh, yeah. He laying on his head on that second one. Yeah, you saw it. And then Goldberg, this whole time, he was clutching his knee and stuff. And I was thinking, like, maybe they should have just given him MVP's cane instead of waving off the match. You know what the funny thing about is? His selling is ass. How are you that hurt on your knee and not screaming? His selling was convincing to me only because he looked as beat up as he probably felt. Maybe he, you realize he was too blown up to screen. That's what it was. I can't believe that that's the Goldberg match, that he got chop blocked. It's, it's the most realistic Goldberg match we've had lately because he's a decrepit old man. Goldberg got chop blocked. And then they had to stop the match. It's that's as if I booked awesome. this shit. He got chop blocked that's and that was it. That's the best Goldberg match I've seen in years. It's realistic. I didn't expect it. Paul shouldn't be in the fucking ring, but then it got better. No, no, no. We can't. No, 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 no. You can't even go into that yet because there are things that happen, my friend. You get to see an old man get thrown around here. You got to save it as shit for a minute. Oh, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. First of all, there was this barricade bump. Let's see, because we're going by the clips that they uploaded here. So they uploaded, of course, the barricade bump. Look at this shit here. Pow. Are you sure he's you sure he's selling? How much selling is that? He said it's time to put Grandpa down. It might be time to take him to the back of the barn. 
shoot his ass right in the fucking face. Like, Maybe that's what this was. Dude, I'm like fucking mice of men. Tend to the rabbits, Goldberg. Tend to the rabbits. Look at the flowers, Bill. Look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. <laughs> fucking Bill. <laughs> Look at his ass. Whooped it. It was beautiful. Somebody, said, and, somebody uh, link me to every Lashley shirt every day. I'll buy all of them. It was more or less, yeah, but Lashley was really getting, like, a good crowd reaction. I'll say that much. Yeah, because nobody wants this fucking ancient, old Alzheimer's patient to fucking win the title. Again. Good in it. Trying to get back in it with some thunderous shots. And Lashley now just battering his opposition. As I was saying earlier, once he speared Bobby last week, did he anger him? Wait. Just a minute. Could we? Don't think. Yes, no. I do. Oh, oh. Lashley was going to try to jackhammer Goldberg. Goldberg might try to show Lashley how it's done. Nope. Got him up. Couldn't keep him there. Oh, down goes Goldberg. Did that spear last week awaken the rage? Everything in this looks a little clunky, right? Kofi Kingston. Look at these strikes in the back of Goldberg. The all-time greats, the physical dominators, decide to win when they turn it on. Wait, wait, Bobby Lashley, you don't, you don't see this very often at all. Lashley pushed on the top. Oh, no, 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 no. That's fine. Yo, the way he would have thrown him if Lashley didn't have the wherewithal to flip that motherfucker over to Brock Lesnar landed. See what I'm talking about with that? Keep this old fuck out of this ring, please. But before I could even realize who this was he attacked after he won the match, it made my day. So, to, 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 to give a little backstory here, um, after he wins the match, he beats the shit out of a chair, and somebody decided to interrupt while grown folk was talking. Should stage your ass out of the ring, kid. You ain't about this life. Don't give a Yo. shit if your daddy is a superhero. Stay your punk ass out. Go Yo, watch this. Yo, watch this. I have an idea. I have a really good idea. Oh. <laughs> oh. I can't get the rhythm right, but I'll try. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg is Goldberg's shitty kid jumps on Lashley's back. Lashley flips him around and shit whips him. I kept replaying for anyone that's listening to thought I kept replaying, looping the part where he's trying to get out of the uh the, the freaking full Nelson. So it just looks like he's flailing his arms in the air. Oh. Snapped his scrawny fucking neck like stay your bitch ass out the ring. Ain't about this like you know the only part that pissed me off about this is this tells me this match might happen again. You're right, it might. Which if that's the case, substitute Bill for Gage, and I'm happy. Just gonna want to see if he gets asked again. Because Bobby Gage Lashley, forgot, it seems like month he... after month, week after week, you've been defending your title, but tonight it was different. It was against Goldberg. Did this feel any different to you? I, I can tell already that you're, you're you're new with talking with us because my man here, P, does the motion. He does the talking, and I do the beating up. So if you got any questions to ask, ask my man right here. I heard the question. I heard the question. And I just want to tell you, it was a ridiculous question. Did it feel any different? This is the almighty Bobby Lashley, the WWE champion, the most dominant force the WWE has ever seen. It doesn't matter who's in that ring. Goldberg, Godzilla, it doesn't feel any different because what Bobby Lashley does is destroys people. And tonight, he destroyed Goldberg. Now, do you have any more dumb questions? 
Congratulations on the victory. So her business. Thanks for the save, Bobby. You saved my ass. Right. Almost hard to have to find something else to watch on Mondays. Yeah, tell me about it. But there is one more person who has a match. And his name is John Cena! And he can actually wrestle for Main event time, people. 62% of you for John Cena. 27% of you for the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. 9% of you for a DQ no contest. And the finish to this, which upsets me greatly, was a recycled finish. That, more than anything, ruined the show for me. This was the same story that they did when he fought The Rock the first time. He got cocky at the end, and he went for the rock's move to people's elbow, and when recoiling after hitting the rope, the rock ended his ass. This time, he goes for the fucking spear and does the ooh which leads to a punch contest. They basically come to blows, which basically leads to death, because Roman's the master of the fucking punches in the Superman, but he, he Superman punches him a couple of times, spears him, and kills him. You know what, you know what, what was so much more annoying than He didn't just get him with, like... The spear, we've seen him, where it's just like he bounces off the ropes or he misses something. He literally even got the ooh and spear in, and that was just it. Like, what? The thing about this is, Roman needed to beat John Cena clean. This was important. You know, he needed that rubber in. John Cena's not around all the time. He needed to win clean. I get that. My only problem was that it was a recycled angle. I expected it to be clean. You don't want interference because John Cena doesn't need the win. Roman does. He needs a clean win over John Cena. Kevin Owens has it. He could use it. The problem here is, again, it's the recycled angle. This is literally the first that once-in-a-lifetime shit that they did with him and The Rock. The ending to that match, which was the emphasis for the next year, which is why I remember it, was the mistake he made at the end of getting cocky and going for the people's elbow instead of sticking to his own fucking moves. Then this time he did it again, and the problem with that is that it just makes it seem, if someone's following the storyline, it makes it seem like Cena didn't grow. Because the whole year storyline of the rematch versus The Rock was him correcting the mistake about having that cockiness in that moment. So you kind of make the character regress when you're now going, which they don't care about character development, but now it's like, okay, so he learned not to do something stupid, but then years later, he just did that stupid thing again. We just watched John Cena make a actual rookie mistake. And now, knowing them, since they're just recycling storylines, he's going to come out and talk about how he got cocky and made a mistake. And then we'll be here a year later, seeing twice in a lifetime. Oh boy, but Reigns countering the, the surprise attitude adjustment to the DDT was cool. I do like all the AA false finishes. Cena catches Reigns at one point. As a matter of fact, that's probably the clip that we have here. Because he catches him during this one sequence out of the drive-by and puts him into the announce table. But the problem is that like Cena was like nowhere near drive-by position in order for them to do that spot. So it was kind of weird that Roman would have even jumped at him. The drive-by position, the person has to be laid across the apron. Roman runs around the ring and then gives them a drop kick to the side of their head, right? Is this what the drive-by is? Well, the person needs to be laid across the apron. It made it look weird, and I get why they did it for the spot, but that doesn't work. Look at what they do here. How much does Cena have left? Roman Reigns 
eyeing John Cena, looking for more carnage. And now Roman Reigns. Cena caught Reigns. Cena's got Reigns. You see what I mean about the problem with that angle? Literally. Like where we know where the drive-by is, right? Carnage. The person has to be laid across this apron. You can't see where I'm pointing, but where the apron is for his spot to work, right? It's not like he's like a little out of position. This isn't just me being picky. It's not like he's a little bit out of position for where that drop kick would need to be. He's like on the in the middle. He's on the right side. <laughs> like he'd have to be up against the apron to hit the drop kick. So it's not like they should have at like, least had it, Cena up against the apron and then at the last minute move into that position so then he can counter that into that. Cena was never in the if, position if, for if, the if drive by. If anything, have him lean up against the against the announcer table. Maybe try it from a different angle, but no, no, not there. against the announcer table. He has to be against the fucking apron because that's how the drive-by works. No, I'm saying like you, it, I'm saying the reason it would work is just he tries it, trying it um from a different from a different position is what winds up fucking him up. No, they they needed him to stay there until Roman was coming around the corner around the bend, and then move to where he is. That way, Roman in his mind's eye would already have the preconceived notion. That despite Cena being up against the apron, he's going to be where he is now by the time he comes in for the dropkick. You have to, it's a matter of trust and timing here. But having him already there like that just makes it look weird. But anyway. Also, not for nothing, but Cena's strong enough that he could have stayed actually where the drive-by is and caught Reigns and walked him over to the commentary table and put him through for that spot. He lost half his hair. <laughs> the other half, he's rocking the QT Marshall, right? He's rocking plugs. Look, Stacey's pointed that out to me. You know that they call QT plugs? Oh my god! But the people against him, they're like, "Hey, plugs." I kind of get it now. And they do have a hair commercial for Bosley right after that. Well played, TNT. Well played. So anyway. This was a back and forth match. I did like it. I like the avalanche attitude adjustment and all of that other stuff. This was very well done. Lots of cool moments. Uh, And obviously John Cena loses like I already explained. But then the real shock happens because Brock Lesnar returns, right? Man bun and all. Man bun and all. This time he's a baby face though. Man bun on the fucking planet. This time he's a baby face though. And this has me, and, and Paul Heyman's on the opposite side, so this has me interested to see where we go. Look at how big he looks, too. Look at the size of him. The look is so different. And Roman did not look happy to see him. No, and Paul looked fucking petrified. He went, oh my God. 
he when he was leaving, he was like, "Oh my god!" He, you know what, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman in that moment looked like a side chick who he looked like a girl whose man and side dude just met. But the thing that I always wonder about somebody who's uh whose man and side dude just meet is how come they weren't worried about that like Paul before it happened. Like, oh my God, is the correct reaction here? But weren't you always worried that one day? Like, I'd be worried every day of my life. I'd be checking a fucking coin. Is he here? Is he here? Like, everybody else in the blood think is a routine. Like, motherfucker, this is a precaution. Yeah, I, I don't get, I don't get it, man. Did they put anything else out good for us? I'm just browsing around because we're at the wrap up point of this show. No, not really. That was pretty much the long and short of it. Yes. Yeah, they just wanted to tease us a little bit with the. Uh, with the Roman stuff, basically, <laughs> you know. So I guess it'll be Brock versus Roman one more time, huh? And forty-two times in a lifetime. That is just too good. So uh, apparently, after the match was over, some stuff happened, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so you heard about this already? What is this that we have here? We have a uh, oh Brock Lesnar. I'll put it on the screen. Okay. Oh, he's beating up John Cena. Wow, the Good Brothers will be mad. Nice F5 there. Wow. <gasps> and that's it, folks. That is SummerSlam. What are your thoughts, Destin? Overall, great show. Yeah, right? I, I enjoyed I'm it, too. To, I'm going to need them to stop bringing Goldberg back. We, we just go we just go end that now. But, but even that's besides, being utilized good, you know? Yeah, I mean, I got to see his kid get beat up, so that was worth it. That even Marie thing, stop that. You take that behind the barn and you shoot it now. Yeah, you probably don't need stuff like that going on. Because just her existing on the TV is killing it. Stop it. Oh, man. Yeah, something else. I did enjoy this, and I don't didn't count them out, so I'm happy about that. I know that we've had some hard times with this company. Hard times. But I think that it's totally been worth it and that we hung in there and that now they're at a point where they're trying to uh, sort of make up for what happened pre-pandemic i guess and during the pandemic and i haven't really had a problem with their booking smackdown raw pretty much anything that's been happening you know like as of late yeah we've had issues with little inconsistencies and stuff here and there sure but i think that the overall product is now becoming what it needed to be all along probably more out of necessity than out of our generosity they're like oh we might uh be losing you guys might want to stop looking stupid to everybody i think that makes the most sense right just a little suggestion like so do you say like y'all know what the fuck y'all doing? Do you see them staying on this slow and steady style situation? I'm not go take a guess because every time I say yes, I get proven wrong almost immediately. Because <laughs> I'm gonna say yes, and then next thing you know, even he's gonna be Raw Women's Champion. So yeah, and you definitely don't need that. But don't you, you know say do that. Do. That's the bad part. <laughs> no, I don't think that we're at a point where things are ever gonna be that bad. 
to be honest with you. I do think that there are some things that need some kinks to be ironed out, but I, I think that on the overall, we're on a, overall, we're on a good path. Oh my God, and I just remembered, because none of you reminded me. Don't we have to do the damn NXT poll for tomorrow night? We about to burn through that bitch right now. Oh my God, no one told me. Why didn't anyone say anything? I thought you knew. <laughs> I totally forgot, man. I was not even thinking about that. My mind soul was not there. But nonetheless, it is in the chat room. And by the time you the listen to this on the man, week has been, let's be real, nobody was all the way here. And by the time you listen to this, it'll be up at on the dot com. Top we'll right. Fly link. through this bit right now. Oh well let me get it on the screen first. Remember I wasn't even prepared. Yeah. I gotta uh, get all my stuff up now. What a pain. Shit. I almost wish I would have just kept forgetting. No, I would have hated myself. Right. You you'd have been more pissed if you forgot. I know you. I got like yeah. 45 messages the next day. How the fuck did we forget about the NXT fucking pool? <laughs> it was 5 in the morning, Rick. I don't give a shit. We gotta get the goddamn <laughs> pool. got no coverage. Get your shit together. Bear with me. I'm trying to get it. How the hell do I get this thing to uh There we go. Oh my god. Good. Here we go, guys. Polls in the chat. Tomorrow night, once again, we will be in the chat room. NXT TakeOver 35. There were no matches added on Wednesday, right? No, nope, we haven't seen anything pop up Wednesday. If some for some reason something gets added, maybe I'll add it tomorrow. I don't think they're going to do anything, though. They've had like all week. Anyway, NXT TakeOver 35. The first match for tomorrow night's pay-per-view will be an NXT United Kingdom title match. Walter defending his championship against Dragnov. Yep. This one, I am going to go uh, Ela Dragunov. Walter has had an incredible one as UK champion, but not only that, the last time these two faced each other... Dragunov came closer than anybody ever has to beating Walter. And the big story that they're that they probably gonna run with once again is the fact that, like we say Wednesday, if you don't put Dragunov down, it's like he draws strength from it. And Walter barely got past him the last time. I'll go with Dragunov here as well. The best two out of three falls match, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. It'll probably it'll be Kyle because they're calling adam up or he's leaving one or the other i don't even know anymore i think kyle needs this and i'm gonna go with kyle o'reilly yeah. as well and also because we don't know adam cole's future plans but they do involve leaving that roster no matter what so right there with oh, you yeah. million dollar title match la knight defending against cameron grimes see here's my hero i'm slightly conflicted because i feel like the million dollar title has always been a heel championship but I do want to see Cameron Grimes get his comeuppance because he needs to kind of get like a little kickback from this. Yeah, I think that Cameron Grimes needs to win it here. We're already done with it. I think it could be a babyface championship since the whole thing's been Dibiase being the Jiminy Cricket of this fucking thing. It, it would be something new for that championship, especially. Yeah, so I'm sold on that one. NXT women's title match, Dakota Kai against Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez because it's fucking Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, I think Dakota Kai... I think she'll try to try on her sympathies, maybe do something in the middle of the match, show her ass as they call in the business, get down on her hand and knees and apologize, (laughs) do something really sneaky. I don't think she's going to outpower her, but I feel like she's going to fuck her over somehow. Maybe she has a new buddy. Who knows? Maybe it'll just be some sneaky shit, you know? Could be. But I kind of feel like Raquel, uh, whether she's going to stay there or not or chase, I kind of feel like this could be just the upset for Kai to be the conniving underdog champion. But we'll see. I could see Raquel just killing her, too, if she's not careful. I'm hoping right. she had a better Power plan. I'm going to pull baby straight back to New Zealand. 
I'm assuming she had a strategy in this storyline when she decided to turn on her, not just to go in there and try to fight her straight up. So we'll see. But I'd like to think she has a plan to win that title. NXT title match, Karrion Cross against Samoa Joe. Of course, fucking Samoa Joe. They're, they're, they're sending Cross up to the main roster. So let's, let's get would, us a champion that doesn't job out to Jeff Hardy in like two minutes. I would like it to be Joe as well. I also and would like it, it would to be, be Joe. It would make history because then Joe would be the first ever three-time NXT champion. Yeah, exactly. And that is it after that, folks. You just hit that finish button there on the bottom. And that'll wrap it up for you. You can't say that we didn't put love and care into this because clearly we did. And uh, yeah, just hit the finish again. You scroll down here. I'll bring it up so you can see. Finish survey buttons there. Yours may not look as fancy as mine. I have a special thing on my browser. But after you do that, you're all done. And that's it. Amazing. One of the longer shows, but at least it was filled with content and not gibberish. That being said... Don't forget that tomorrow night we're going to once again be here. We'll be in the private chat rooms over on Gilded and everything else throughout the day. Um, once again, all during the pay-per-view, during the show, you can hang out and talk with us. Uh, and then afterwards, of course, there's going to be the post-show. Whenever they go off of the air, Destin and I will come on here. We'll go over the results for you. We're going to go over everything else that happened in regards to stuff with the pay-per-view. Maybe the last time. Maybe we'll have answers about what's going to happen with Adam Cole. Who knows? Uh, But definitely check that out. Now, thank you to everyone live who has been supporting us and hanging out with us for this entire wonderful Saturday night. Uh, Takula and Sakuhasu, EB Gamer, good old Seb, Spartan Jesus, George. Hatsumi, Stasis, Patrick, PJ Boyle, Kasim Whoopo, thank you for the follow. Quest Thompson, thanks for the hanging out on Facebook as always. Lad MSDB88, Bloodluster, Kasun Prebath, Kasim, Kasim Whoop, oh, we already said him. Lillian Sylvester, I mean, follow, thank you. Rana Azra, Lunar, Bongbar, Dave Nortonson, Bloodluster, and of course, everybody that's listening across everything on Spotify, Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other popular places podcasts are found. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 475. This has been your SummerSlam 2021 post show. For myself, Rick Dower, my co host, Destin Soul Glow Frazier, we're out of here. We're almost at the end. See you at TakeOver. Shut it down.